Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. How are you doing this fine evening, grumpy? Okay. Just meh. Okay. Just just okay. A little rainy, rainy all day where I live. Overcast, okay. rainy. Oh, no, Grump. Um, <laughs> but for those of you who are depressing, depressing, Grumpy, what it's depressing, kind of like the Islanders start to the offseason, wouldn't you say? Oh, there you go. See how I fed you? So I fed you a straight line there. I, I didn't want to take it, but I had to. I didn't want to take it, Grumpy. After our, our somewhat cheery, I would say last podcast for almost half of the show, we were very cheery about ways to fix the team. I was like, man, I'm on some positive energy. We're on some good vibes, Grumpy. And um, yeah, back to the same old status quo, just like Lou and the team. <laughs> you see what we did there, Grump. Anyway. And, um, and supposedly the Islanders have a deal in place for two more years of Semyon Varlamov. I've heard. So I've heard they've got Samuel Bolduke locked up too. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've actually got some some news, some information to talk about. Not but, a lot, but we have some stuff to talk about. For those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice a week All Islanders podcast. Twice a week All Islanders podcast. It takes place every single Wednesday and Saturday. What time does the podcast take place, Grumpy? 8.30? No, 8 o'clock sharp, Grumpy. 8 p.m. sharp is when the podcast starts, um, or, or around 8 o'clock is, I guess, the best way I could say it. Around 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock sharp um, is when the podcast starts. So okay. if you're new to the channel, you need why to do, do a few. To why do you lie to the people? Why? I, I, I try my best, Grumpy. I gotta uh, we're not the mainstream media here. That's true. We're not the media cartel. We try to That's tell true. the truth. You say eight o'clock sharp. It's you started off this year pretty good. I did. Like, I started off great, and then you just turned back into the slacko that you are. Just you know, whatever. I even, I even texted. Are we going to start on time today? Shot you, you texted text me today. Huh? You texted me today. I did numerous times. Thanks for looking. Um, I said we're going to start on time today. No. Oh yeah, I do see that now. Or you just oh said- yeah, I do see that now. The answer I should have known the answer was going to be no. <laughs> you texted me at like nine minutes before showtime. We're gonna start on time today. Yeah, close to it. Maybe not exactly on time, but close enough, right? The planet was destroyed twenty six minutes ago. So. <laughs> I made it off, Grumpy. I made it yeah. off, Grump. <laughs> yeah. Um. But 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 for those of you who are new to the show, again, twice a week, All Islanders podcast, Wednesdays, Saturdays, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I, there's a few things you absolutely have to do. And I mean, have to do. You've got to go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. You've got to like the video too, right? Like on Facebook and follow on Twitter to make sure you don't miss out on any of the content. And also, if you enjoy what we put out, if you enjoy the podcast, the best way to show your support is by bing, leaving a little thumbs up. Apparently that helps the algorithm. It helps get this fun time of talking about the New York Islanders out to the masses. So if you're new to the channel, welcome. It's, it's a fun time. It's a jovial you know atmosphere, I'd say. It's absolutely a jovial atmosphere. But here's the thing. You know what? I think your favorite team, the Ranger fans, should also listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. 
because you know we're critical of the Islanders, and that should make them happy as well. Hey, it's 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 like free ammo. It's like a great time for a Rangers fan just to watch and, and giggle, I guess, a little bit. At. You must be in your glory today with Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, yeah. Lundquist. Who I else was it? It was just Henrik Lundquist that made the Hall of Fame today. No, Nobody. There was Tom Barrasso, Mike Vernon, which was a head scratcher for me. Um, I mean, you can just post the yeah, name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're forgetting about one Islander. Not, not, not being sarcastic. You're forgetting about one player that you should know, Grumpy, who got also elected. I know, I know, Pierre Turgeon. I mean, why don't you just put the list up and we can talk about all of them? You love when I use that soundboard clip, don't you, Grumpy? It's just pathetic. <laughs> It's pathetic because it's it's just pathetic. It's so sad. It's just it's it's comical. Any way I can shoehorn that in to piss you off, I like to do. Because I like the way you react. I like when you get all upset. Makes me happy. And Henrik Lundqvist was a uh, you know first time on the ballot. Yeah. Um. And you know what? That's going to be just like Tom Brady when uh, the NFL comes around. I just think I'd shoehorn that in for you. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for that one there, Grumpy. You brought it um, upon yourself. You brought it upon yourself. Anyway, um, but yes, um, today's episode, we'll talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame inductees, Pierre Turgeon, the legacy he's had, finally being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Good, great to see. Great to see from the ex-Islander. Um, we're going to talk about the extensions for um, for Samuel Bolduc, a one-way deal, pretty much making... 800 800k it looked like a year or yep. somewhere there about so he's in they're expecting him to go ahead and be an everyday nhl or next season we're gonna go ahead and also talk a little bit about we'll talk about the varlamov apparently has a two-year deal in place with the islanders have mm -hmm. to love that um hey bringing back the same old rasta grumpy that's the big off-season push making sure we get the same roster we're gonna talk some nhl draft because for those I guess it's good to mention now um, there will be no show this Saturday. Oh, was not aware of that. Hold on a second. Oh, oh shit. I don't know what other soundboard button I was going to fuck it up. Oh, so I, I thought you were going to hit the cheering button. That's what the fans are saying. <laughs> no show this Saturday. Is that what they're saying, Grumpy? Oh, my God. This one, hold on. Oh, damn. Damn. I don't remember what the buttons are. I don't want to just start randomly clicking shit. Um, but, yes, no show this Saturday. Many apologies. But this Wednesday... This upcoming Wednesday, we're going to have a draft. Next Wednesday? You're saying next, next Wednesday? Next Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. So this yes. upcoming Wednesday, we'll have a draft. Next Wednesday. Yeah, the Wednesday upcoming. It's Wednesday now. Next Wednesday. Yeah, the upcoming Wednesday. This up, No, today is this is this uh, upcoming Wednesday. It's today. Upcoming Wednesday. Next Wednesday. What are you talking about? Upcoming, Wednesday. upcoming Wednesday. That's next Wednesday. Oh, my God. You're an embarrassment. Next Wednesday. God dang, Grumpy. Upcoming next Wednesday. Wednesday. Not today. Next Wednesday, next week, we're going to be doing an NHL draft. We're going to be doing it live with Phil Z Fax is going to be on with us, I believe. I didn't, yeah, I was about to say, I didn't even tell you that Phil Z Fax had confirmed or not yet. But yes, upcoming Wednesday, we'll have a draft spectacular with Phil Z Fax. So, you know, we're going to have a lot of Islander selections in the first. Oh, wait a second. At least we can spend day one talking about the guys who slip and maybe we could see fall to the Islanders slip and slide all the way down to the Islanders pick in the second round. Well, that's if we don't trade that selection away to get rid of Josh Bailey. We'll talk a little bit about everything. 
So we got we got a lot to talk about in today's episode. But just a reminder, no show this Saturday. Kind of kind of bummed out by it, but no show this Saturday. I'll well, be what's the reason why we're not having a show this Saturday? I'll be out of town, Grumpy. Oh, you say you're bummed out, but it sounds like you're at partying out this Saturday. You I, don't I seem bummed out. For a guy who's bummed out, you sure got a big smile on your face. <sighs> right, Grumpy, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I got to go Saturday without the Islanders. Never say that about guys. I honestly, I don't say I will miss it. I do like, I do, especially getting close to the draft like this. I want to make sure we can dedicate enough time to talk about players who I think legitimately could slip and fall and where we could see valuable players late in the draft. Have you been um, doing your homework on any of this? Of course I have. Have you? Yeah. My friend, I was going to send you all my stuff tonight. Oh, so you're going to send me like an article from the athletic court. Absolutely. That's right. Because uh, I haven't seen. Yeah, look at, look at Grumpy's fucking work. He just copies and pastes. You know what? You freaking copywriter. You sound like somebody else. Phil's facts may have a bone to pick with you for copying and pasting and using his ideas too, Grumpy. Heard there's people. It doesn't matter. I mean, hey, I give, ramen, okay? I give credit to the people that I talk about. I absolutely do. That's where I get my stuff from. It's either from Bob McKenzie and uh, TSN or The Athletic. That's it. I certainly don't go to ESPN. It's the athletic. Those there's two guys, Scott Wheeler and Corey Promen, and then Bob and Kenzie. Those are the three guys. For that, because I haven't. Because let's be honest, I don't know how much junior hockey you've watched, TJ, but I haven't watched any this year. I don't even think I watched the World Juniors last year. I to don't prep, think I did. to prep for it. Like here's the thing: I used to be in a very complex fantasy hockey league where we did all drafts. We had 32 teams, and we had to do a seven round draft. So I had to be very familiar with all the players, top to bottom. So I'm not in that league anymore. They give me the boot. But uh, anyway, I, I'm still very familiar. I, I get excited about that type of stuff, getting ready for the draft. As all Islander fans have, it's our best pastime. It's not winning Stanley Cups. It's getting excited for the NHL draft. Come on. Um, but let's talk about that, Grumpy. Pierre Turgeon. Let's start off with some good news. Pierre Turgeon elected into the NHL Hall of Fame, Grumpy. Yeah, why don't you pull his stats up? Uh, Why don't you do something for your country? Make sure that we the fans have something to look at as opposed to just, hey, you know. I mean, okay. Yeah. And he had a a really good career um, with Buffalo and the Islanders and Montreal and a really good player. uh, Scored over 100 points, if you can put his stats up, because I don't know exactly how many times he did. Um, Numerous times. just a, a really, really good twice. player. Only twice he scored over 100 points. Okay. There you go. He's a, you talk about longevity and success of longevity. I mean, the guy had a lot of success over many seasons. You know, I think that's where it comes. That's right. I forgot he used to – I remember a few with Dallas. I forgot he used to play for Colorado. That was the tail end, right? Yeah. And St. Louis, yeah. You're talking about with the Islanders, right? You, you know, got Buffalo success at the beginning. You talk about with the Islanders – some great seasons with the Islanders. All those Islander fans remember. But you talk about, you know, what did his stats look like when all was said and done? 1,294 games and 1,327 points total. I don't think he was ever part of a Stanley Cup winning team. Um, I don't know if That's he was. correct. He won uh, a Lady yeah. Bing once, but never won a Stanley Cup. Once. Yeah, I mean, I is he a Hall of Famer? Well, the, the, I guess so, because he got in. But. I mean, would you consider him an all-time great? That's what I was about to ask you. I'm like, and here's the thing. I'm happy he got in. It's just not the Hall of Very Good. 
This is not the hall of because think about it. If Pierre Turgeon makes it in, how many people make it in from what we've seen over the last decade? Well, he just has the points. I mean, he's got 13, 27. Can you pull up Jeremy Roenick's numbers? Because he did not make it in again. I if if Pierre Turgeon's a Hall of Famer and Bob Gainey's a Hall of Famer or Guy Carboneau are Hall of Famers, Jeremy Roenick should be a Hall of Famer. I mean, I I just kind of had a problem with some of these selections this year. But it's like mm, I look at the guys they left out and some of the guys that you know they got put that put in. I just like Mike Vernon was put in. I know he won a Stanley Cup, but I never thought Mike Vernon was even the best goalie ever when he was in the league. I, you know, Barrasso won a couple of cups with Pittsburgh, and he won the Calder with Buffalo. So okay, I could say yes for that. But I mean, you look at. I mean, this is this is Ronick's numbers, right? Ronick's numbers: 13, 1,363 games, so one thousand three hundred and three hundred and sixty-three games. He's got one thousand two hundred and sixteen points. But he was a. I mean, I'm not saying that Turgeon was a difference maker. Ronick was a really good player, and he hung around. How many years did he play? Twenty years. Twenty years. I mean, you know, the last couple of years were kind of underwhelming, but he was easily point-a-game guy for the first, what, 15 years of his career. I mean, he tailed off after that, but still, really good player. I'm just – I'm surprised he's not in the Hall of Fame. Just surprised. He also had more physicality in this game than – Without than, a doubt. Than Pierre Turgeon. That's what I mean. Like, right, when you look at a guy like this, like Jeremy Roenick, I think, right, he probably deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. Did he, did he win any accolades or was he – I mean, he had to be like, uh, you know – Close to being one of the big no. Calder Trophy. Never won anything. Never won anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Pierre Turgeon did have that one lady bing. Okay. So, yeah, nothing here for for Jeremy Roenick when you look at it on that side. And I'm not yeah, maybe I'm maybe not he down, it to I'm be in putting, either. I'm not putting down Turgeon. I'm just saying that Roenick deserves to be in. Um, I mean, 500 goals. I mean, how many guys have had 500 goals are not in the Hall of Fame? Pierre Turgeon had 515 goals. Okay, he had 500. But I'm saying, how many guys who have 500 goals are not in the Hall of Fame? Uh, that's got to be a small, a small number. I'm just saying, we're letting guys. I mean, like, I feel like we're letting, we're becoming more and more loose and liberal with who we're allowing into the Hall of Fame, which is fine. You know me, I'm a guy who loves to put everybody in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but, I know uh, you do. I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> Gruppy's more of a stickler about that. Uh, let's just say when I read that Turgeon made it into, I was like, oh, okay, good. I was surprised. I was surprised Mike Vernon got in. I was even a little bit surprised Tom Barrasso got in. Tom Barrasso is not a name when you look at it, you say, oh, yeah, Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. He's not. But are we really that like devoid of, I, I'm sorry. Don't, you just can't elect everybody into the Hall of Fame. I believe he won Calder Trophy and he won two Stanley Cups. So, I mean, I think Tom Barrasso had good numbers. He did. Um, Lundqvist was, you know. That's a sure downer, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then uh, who who else got into the Hall of Fame today? Can you just run all the names? Okay, I'm sorry. Tom Barrasso had shit numbers. And this is what I mean. When you try to look at goalies and you try to look at statistics from different time eras, his numbers were garbage. But it's like compared to the way we look at players now, a career save percentage of an 892. That's what I mean. Like when you say numbers are good, goals, the game was different, right? 
a 324 goals against average for his career, that doesn't scream Hall of Famer to me. But you remember the teams he played with. He was left out. He left high and dry a lot of times. Here's the thing that Tom Barrasso did. He did win a Vesna too. He won a Vesna his first season. Well, and he won Calder Trophy with Buffalo. I mean, he was he was good, and he was. Pittsburgh wasn't winning cups even with Mario and Yager until Barrasso was there. Barrasso backstopped that that team. I mean, they were not great defensively. They had some good defensemen, but you couldn't say they were great defense. They were an offensive powerhouse. Paul Coffey, I I still don't think he's ever played in his own zone. Can, can we can we look at this really quickly? He won the Vesna in the 83-84 season and he only he only played in 42 games. Well, can it's like half the fucking games. Can can you put oh, it shit, up? I don't even have it up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at this and I didn't okay. Yeah, I'm looking here. His first season, and it's, I'm sorry, I, I, I always forget when we switch over from podcasts, this one doesn't pull up immediately because of the way the, the people have the settings on this one. Um, yeah, they won the Vezina the first year, won a Caldler, second year won a Jennings. He finished second for Vezina a few time periods. But how do you win a Vezina when you play 82 or 42 of, I think it was an 80-game season at that point, right? Before the 82-game season, I think it was an 80-game season. You yeah. played 42 of 80 games. It wasn't like goalies back then only played like one on one off. How the fuck do you win a Vesna only playing half the games? I mean, he was 18 years old. And you got to remember, there was a lot more scoring back then. A lot I, more scoring. I understand. Different time. Different time. I understand that. I'm just saying you only played half the games. Goalies didn't only play half the games back then, Grump. You know this. Yeah, well, I mean, he played, you know, whatever. I don't know if he started the year with Buffalo or not. If he came up halfway through, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I didn't even know that he won Vesna Trophy that year. I knew he won Calder Trophy. That much I knew he won. But, I mean, he was a good goaltender during a time where there was high scoring, and he won the two cups. Um, you know, he was able to provide really solid, reliable goaltending. The same thing. Pull up Grant Fuhrer's numbers. I'm just saying because, you know, I keep on saying the difference. You can put up fantastic regular season numbers, but – you have to come up with the big saves and the big moments come playoff time to win cups. That's what people remember. It doesn't matter if, okay, we beat a team, you know, nine to six today and he gave up six goals. It doesn't matter. Inflate your numbers, but you still won the game. And, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Like I said, Pittsburgh was scoring in bunches. Grant Fear also won five fucking cups. It's a little different. Okay, okay, exactly. But look at his numbers. What are okay, his I'm numbers? Saying, it's it's different. It's different when we look at Grant Fear compared to freaking Barasso. I'm sorry, Grant. I'm sorry, four cups. Okay, but they played in basically the same time, right? Sure. Okay. What were his what were his look what what's his save percentage? Since you're big on save percentage. 887. 887. That sucks, right? Grand Fuhrer is a big money. Go put up Billy Smith. You put up Billy. It's, it was a different time. This was before Butterfly Style. Okay. I, trust me, I understand. But just say to say like he's got good numbers, to say he's got good numbers, I'm like, mm, come on. Okay. But in the big moment. You know what it's like? It's like looking at wide receivers in the past and saying that, oh, well, because they had good numbers then, that, that translates. The game has completely fucking changed. Wide receivers are expected to put up. 
1,300. I mean, if you're going to be a Hall of Famer, at least 1,300, 1,400 on average a year, where that was not the expectation years ago. I don't look at guys from years ago and say, wow, man, Night Train Lane, man, this guy's fantastic, you know, whatever the hell it is. I don't look at players from way back then and say, it's just it's just different. I'm sorry. To, to have a guy like Tommy, Tommy Brasso, Tom Brasso put at the Hall of Fame now at this point, I'm sorry. I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. You, you, here's the thing. As far as you're concerned, hockey didn't even exist until 2000. <laughs> you're one of those guys. You're one of the children who think that the world didn't exist until, you know, 2000. Nothing before it even matters. All those players sucked, every single one of them. But everybody now, 2004, they're the greatest things ever. No. So like this Corey Crawford, does he go in the Hall of Fame? I didn't. He won two cups. It came out with big saves. I didn't see, That's what I, I mean. Like when you judge goalies like that. Okay. I never thought Corey Crawford was that good. Neither did I. But he won what? Three cups? Two cups at least. I know two with Chicago. Two with Chicago at least. Well, I think three with Chicago. Maybe I believe he, three cups then. I believe he was the goaltender for all Chicago for their three one, cups. Two cups. Two cups. Okay. I don't know who the other goalie was. I mean, I was surprised he got in. Absolutely surprised. That's what I'm like, eh, who else got in? Corey, hold on. Corey Crawford got in? I thought that's what you just... Put the list of the people who got in today, Jesus please. Christ. I'm saying, don't you... Th please put the list up. I said, let's put the list up so we can talk about them. And here you're just throwing people's names out. Put the list up, please. Humor me once. Hey, grumpy. So everyone can know. So they're not... Oh, Corey Crawford got in? Put the freaking list up. Put the list up. Ah, okay. It's, it's fuck. This only gives me certain players. Hold on. I sent you an article on it today. I oh, fuck. Okay, when you Jesus Christ, how many times I got to tell you this, Grumpy? Mm. <sighs> Grump. It does not immediately feed through, Grumpy. Okay, here we go. Notable. Oh, fuck. This is just a notable class. Just go to NHL.com. No, is that what I should do? Yes. Why don't you talk about some other thing was to try to get the shit pulled up, huh? We'll talk about your failure for having things presented to the people so there's a nice, um, uh, coherent uh, conversation we can have. That's what we need to worry about. Longquist got in. Yes, absolutely. That was no brainer, right? Tommy Barrasso, okay. I mean, he came up big for Pittsburgh when they won cups. They were great anyway. But okay, Mike Vernon, I know he got in. That I was surprised at. Pierre Turgeon, a little bit of surprise. Happy, but a little bit surprised. Pierre LaCroix. Um, he was in the building category. That's okay. I think he built Colorado when they first won. So no problem. Probably came over with them with Quebec. Okay. And it's not, it's. Okay. Here you go. You're looking at three goalies Lundquist, Brasso, Mike Vernon. Then you're looking here. Um, uh, you've got uh, Pierre Turgeon, Caroline Olute, Oulette, Oulette. Uh, it's a fucking French name, Grumpy. Huh? It's not a fucking not an English name. Um, Pierre Lacroix. So Lacroix again, another French name. You expect me to know how to pronounce all these French names? Come on. So you got four guys, and also Ken Hitchcock got in. Racing Ken Hitchcock. Yeah, here's long time yeah. coach Ken Hitchcock. I, again, I'm talking about players. 
players. Okay. What players got put in? Well, why did you players. mention the Canadian? Why did you mention the Canadian girl? Because I saw the name and it popped out. Caroline Loute. I don't know. Again, like you look at the you look at the players that are available to be that are are you know available for the Hall of Fame. Okay. Rob Brindamore is still not in the Hall of Fame. Curtis Joseph's not in the fucking Hall of Fame. See, that was Curtis Joseph is not in the Hall of Fame, and Tommy Brasso, Mike fucking Vernon are. That's ridiculous. I now here's the thing. I like Cujo. I do too. He was fucking great. He never won anything. I oh. think that's. I think that's the that's the dividing line for these guys. Didn't win. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Okay, so Henrik Zetterberg didn't make it in. Honestly, I look at some How? of the guys who did. How? I look at some of the guys who did get in. Ronick should have got in. Alexander McGillney has better numbers. I feel like. Alexander McGillney is a crime. He's not in. I, I don't. I like this is this is what I don't understand about the Hall of Fame. And maybe people want to just listen to us talk Islanders. Sorry, guys. We're gonna get to it in a second. But the, the Hall of Fame was announced today. I have Sergey no Gonchar. Sergey Gonchar. He was great. Really freaking good defenseman. Sure. Patrick Eliash. Really good. How is Jennifer Bottrell on that freaking list? Because she does a great job. Which one of these is not like the other? Come on. (laughs) I mean, stop. We always talk about Kachuk. Like, Kachuk Kachuk is still not in the fucking Hall of Fame. Henrik Zetterberg. That's what I'm saying. How is Zetterberg not in the Hall of Fame? I'm sorry. And here's the thing. Underrated. He's never going to get it. Reggie Leach, for his time with Philadelphia, ungodly scoring goals. I don't think he'll ever get in, but man, Reggie Leach was really, really good for quite a while. McGillney should be in. David Poyle should be in in the builder category. Corey Crawford, no, he didn't get in. Kachuk, yes. Turjan, okay, he got in. Are you telling me that if you were building a team, would you want to have Ronick, Kachuk, or Turjan? I think Turjan's probably third on that list. I don't disagree. I mean, the physicality that Kachuk and Ronick brought to the game. And I love Pierre Turgeon. Love him. And I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame. There are just other people who should have been in. I, I was surprised Mike Vernon got in, honestly. Brindamore, I have no problem with him not being in. Um, I guess people look, well, gosh, you put in, you know, Guy Carboneau. Well, and Bob Gainey, well, then Brindamore should be in. Uh, okay, I guess I could understand that. But I'm look, you're looking at guys who were – Ronick was – like a top-notch player, one of the best players in the league. Same with Kachuk. Absolutely. Henrik Zetterberg, criminally underrated. I mean, And here's the thing with Zetterberg, like the points. He wasn't saying, oh, I need you to put up points. Zetterberg's job was to be a, a great two-way guy. Great unbelievable two-way guy. two-way guy. And it's like, I... I don't want to put him in the class of a guy like Pierre or you know uh, uh, Patrice Bergeron, but he's a, he was along the line of Pierre Bergeron, in my opinion, without a doubt. And then I mean, you look at McGillney's numbers. Alexander McGillney had freaking crazy numbers, crazy numbers. I mean, played sixteen years, nine hundred and ninety games, four hundred and seventy three goals, a thousand thirty two points. I mean, seventy six goals in the season for Buffalo. He won a Lady Bing trophy when he was 33 years old in Toronto. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't I don't understand. I think they have it's almost like I'm not saying they have agendas, but it's almost like, okay, well, here's a theme for this year. Last year's theme was the Vancouver Canucks. 
Hey, right? Roberto Longo, and who I think deserves to be in. Daniel Sedin, Henrik Sedin, come on in. Yeah, I think that was the theme. This year's theme is goaltenders. This year's, this year's theme is goaltenders. Goaltenders who didn't deserve it, except Lundqvist. I'm uh, yeah. sorry. Curtis Joseph played at the same fucking time as Tommy Brasso, the same exact time as Mike Vernon, in better numbers than both. I don't know. Are, are his numbers better? Absolutely. You're, you're saying it. Why don't you put him up? Because you're saying it. That doesn't make it true. That's a, that's a typical TJ trick. It's a guy he likes. He's, oh, yeah, his numbers are better. Same time period, the 90s and the 2000s, same exact time period. Oh, he same. was late 90s. He was late 90s. Okay. No, he played all of the 90s. Okay. From 89 to 90, all the way through the 90s into the the, the, the early 2000s, early to, I guess, early 2000s. Can you scroll over to the other side? Did he win anything? See, I think that's the King Clancy Award. King Clancy Award. Okay. But that's it. Okay, you're not going to win many fucking Vesnas when you're competing against Martin Brodeur. You're competing against Ed Belfort. You're competing against Dominic Hassig. You're not going to win many of those Vesnas. I'm sorry. He cannot help that he played and was a goalie against fucking I, fantastic competition. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in. He didn't win anything. That I'm, I think that's the way that they look at it. He didn't win anything. When you talk about the transition of the butterfly goalie, and I mean, like, playing against Patrick Waugh. I mean, like, look at all the freaking all-time greats he was facing off against. Do you think he's going to win any Vesnas? The answer to that is no, because you've got Waugh, you've got Martin Bordeaux, you've got guys like Dominic Hath. They're the ones who are winning yourself Vesnas. Yeah, I mean, but he played, you know, against – he played for five teams. And here's the thing. I'm not putting him down. I think he deserves to be in. I'm just trying to say, hey, why didn't he get in? I think because he didn't win anything. I think that's the reason why. I think because they're, they're stupidly putting in guys like Vernon, Tom Barrasso, and, and, and Pete on. It's leaving off guys like Curtis Joseph off the and list. He here's, like, I th okay. here's the reason that TJ thinks he belongs in. He remembers watching him as a kid. He didn't, never saw the other guys play. Never. Not freaking one game did he ever see the other guys play, but he remembers Curtis Joseph. Curtis Joseph was a freaking legend, Grump. He's a legend. All three of those. You talk about the goaltenders at that time period. It's a shame that he's the one who's left off the list. Ed Belfour's in the Hall of Fame, right? I don't think he is. And I don't think he deserves to be either. Let me pull this up here. You always thought more of Ed Belfour than I did. Ed Belfour's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. So you've got Ed Belfour. Martin Brodeur, you've got yourself Dominic Hasek, Patrick Wall, all of those goalies from that time period, and the odd man out is Cujo. Curtis Joseph's the odd man out. Tom Barrasso's in there now. Good for him. Mike Vernon, good for him. When you let shitty goalies like that into the Hall of Fame, it prevents goalies like Curtis Joseph from going in. It doesn't prevent them from going in. If anything, it makes You can't have stronger. 15 goalies during one time period make the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. You can't let that happen. They weren't the same time period. Barrasso and Vernon were before. Same were before. Barrasso, same time. Same time. Okay. Well, they were high fiving each other. Same time, Grumpy. Sharing the same ice. I'm sorry. Eddie, Ed Belfort deserved to be in, as I've always said. So does Curtis Joseph. The fact that he's not in is criminal, in my opinion. You've got plenty of players who I think deserve to be in who don't. And this is how we use the Hall of Fame class this year. It's ridiculous. So. I don't know. That's a little diatribe. Like, I love how they're like, oh, possible notable players. Chris Osgood. Chris Osgood. I mean, please stop. Then you look at Keith Kachuk. 
Kachuk. Kachuk was again. Uh, we always talk about you know uh, Anders Lee is a poor man's Keith Kachuk. No, no, it was Dave Anderson. Dave Anderson, Keith Kachuk, all you know, blood and guts, power forward type guy. But yeah, Dave Anderson. But yeah, Keith Kachuk is. I think his kids make the Hall of Fame simply because they have the Kachuk name. Okay, pump the freaking brakes. Okay, I think Brady and Matthew make the Hall of Fame. Okay, Brady hasn't done anything yet. Okay, no. Matthew, sure by Hall of Fame, grumpy. But here's the thing: Keith Kachuk, five hundred thirty-eight goals. 1,065 points in 1,201 games. Second-team All-Star twice. I mean, he was always, you know, in the All-Star running for best forwards. All-Star five, two, three, three, two, five, four, 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 15, six. I mean, that's a lot of times being up for awards. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, Patrick Eliash even has over a thousand points. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, Rob Brindamore is a guy where I think I'm like, what? I don't know. Uh, he's a guy I feel like should squeak his way in in some capacity, but he never will. I, I don't know. I don't know how they come up with the list. I don't I, know how I, they my do gosh, I didn't realize that Rod Brindamore had 452 goals and 1184 points. I stand corrected on him. He should be in the Hall of Fame. He's won cups too, right? I don't know if he won cups with maybe with Carolina. He probably won with Carolina. He was with that Carolina team that won a cup. Yeah, I'm pulling that up here. Yeah, he won up winning. Yeah, he won two Selkie trophies. He absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I didn't realize, honestly, I did not realize his numbers were that good. Yeah, you know, like I, I, uh, Pierre Tarjon. And I like Pierre Turgeon. I'm happy now that gets in, but I'm like, how? And like Mike Vernon, Mike fucking Vernon. A lot of these I'm guys. I mean, they're letting in girl hockey players. It's like, come on. It's stop. different. It's different. It's like in a different portion of it. So it doesn't matter. Well, you know what? Fine. But I mean, it shouldn't limit the amount of male hockey players that get in. I don't think it does. But when you let in three fucking goalies, Curtis Joseph can, can write off any possibility of making the Hall of Fame next year or ever again. I'm just telling you that this was goalie year. It seems and Curtis like Joseph have, didn't make it. They have a theme. I feel that they have a theme. I think that's what they do. They sit in the room and they dream up some theme for the year. Last year was Vancouver. No doubt about it. The Sedins and Luongo. It's, hey, Vancouver, this is your night. And, hey. Any go- any kid who wants to be a goalie, this is you need to go to this Hall of Fame ceremony. Hey, don't worry, Grumpy. Next year's left shot defenseman night. Left shot defenseman year, so okay, they're gonna have to scrounge up some of that. But yeah, I I, I don't know. It's always fun just to pick and choose. You know what you don't like about those type of uh, Hall of Fame inductions. But uh, I'm just, I mean, I just think that to let in like Guy Carbonell when he got in. I mean, ugh. I'm he was a good defensive forward. Bob Ganey, good defensive forward, really good defensive forward. But it's like, okay, I think you got, I think putting the puck in that's really, really important too. McGillney, McGillney's a crime that he's not in the Hall of Fame, honestly. Kachuk, Brindamore, Roenick. How's Roenick not in the Hall of Fame? I mean, you would, I realize you got. Can from his NBC job. Is that the reason why he's not in? They're afraid to put him in. Oh no, someone might say something. It's, it's kind of like the Kurt Schilling thing. 
is the way yeah. I look at it. It's like Kurt, it's same exact shit. Kurt Schilling not in the Hall of Fame because winner. what he was that a winner. Kurt Schilling great, great numbers too. Look so, at, you look at Kurt Schilling's playoff numbers. They're they're ridiculously good. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, absolutely. Uh, speaking of you know Hall of Famers, from I think it's a good segue in NHL drafts gonna be next Wednesday. Now I love this. Somebody broke down. Some people who have way more time on hand than I do. They broke down. What's the likelihood? Zero players drafted in certain time, certain selections becoming, you know, what's the hit rate? They looked at all skaters drafted between 1990 and 2014. And the odds of that player becoming an NHL or fall off dramatically once you get into the 20th selection and, and later on. Um, and also dramatically when you fall outside the top five to be a star player. But when you look at this list, I want you to take a close look here. You'll notice that the likelihood for you to be a career NHLer, that means playing over two, they, they classify a career NHLer means playing over 200 games in the NHL, a 68.7% selected in the first round. Then only about 30, for those who are only listening, I'm just going to read this off for those listening and then I'll let you comment on it. So about 68%. Or I'll round up 69% for players drafted from 1990 to 2014 have played at least 200 career games, which gives them the NHL or status. In the second round, only 30, 30% of those players drafted played 200 or more games. You look at the third round, it's 22% have played more than 200 career NHL games. Fourth round, 17, fifth round, 12, sixth round, 14. And then 7 through 12, about 10%. So you'll notice here the likelihood of you getting a, a career NHL or playing 200 games or more and being a consistent player, you're going to have a much higher possibility or probability for them to do that if they're drafted in the first round. And it's almost a, it's almost about half of that is what you're looking at every other selection after that point. And that's not even a star, you know, what they consider a star. Sure, yeah. Then there's another – they show another graphic on the other side – where in the first round, where, you know, the I just look at number one pick, 100% have played 200 NHL games. Picks two to five, 92.8%. Didn't the Islanders pick Griffin Reinhard and Michael Del Cole between two and five? I think they so. They did. They did. And neither one, I don't think either one of them played 200 games in the NHL. So that's uh, probably everybody else between two and five did, except for the two Islander guys. Not sure when they were drafted. Griffin Reinhardt was drafted in 2012. Yeah, Griffin Reinhardt only no. played 37 career games. Yeah, and what about Ryan? And what about <laughs> Del Cole? Michael Del Cole may have just squeaked to 200, but let me check. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I mean, 100 and, 112. So he didn't make it either. Okay, <laughs> two Islander oh. picks in the top five. That's probably the only two that didn't. I mean, you think about it. How many years is this? 25 years? So you're talking about 50. 50. 50 players. Two of them came from the Islanders. Two of them. That's that's two for hold on a second. I'll get it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, I mean, out of all the failures, the Islanders make up the largest portion. 
So roughly, you look at the career NHL status. There's like four, or like there's like hold on a second. You said five hundred. No, there's not. Hold on, there's not five hundred. You got five selections times twenty five years here, Grumpy. That gives you one hundred and twenty five players. Okay. Multiply that by nine. I was about to say math. Okay. So one hundred and sixteen. So it was out of one hundred and twenty five players, one hundred and sixteen of them played two hundred or more games. The Islanders. So you have out of the one hundred and twenty five players. There are only there are only nine players out of the 125 that did not play 200 or more games. The Islanders had two of those nine players. Think about that. Think about that. Disgraceful. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> any wonder in the situation we're in. Hey, but Lamarillo, Lamarillo said, hell, hell, we don't want to add to those numbers. Just won't even draft anybody. <laughs> yeah, Lamarillo does not want to have the chance to have high selections of career NHLers. I mean, you look at it, over 60, over 68%, if you draft in the first round, they're going to play 200 or more games. A 25-year sample size is a pretty good sample size. And between 1990 to 2014, scouting, I'd say, has gotten more intense, and it's more accurate over that time frame. Not 100%, right? But more accurate than what it was in the 60s and 70s and so on and so forth. That's so fair. you're looking here. You got a 69% over about a 69% chance. If you're drafting in the first round, they're going to be a consistent NHLer. They're going to play 200 or more games for your franchise and your club. Well, what happens if you don't draft four? You don't draft the first rounder four years in a row. Well, I'm saying you're not going to get those consistent NHLers from your, from your, from your prospect pool and your pipeline. I don't think he's there's one player. Can you name a player that Lamarillo has drafted who you would consider someone in this group of NHLers, 200 plus games? There are none. There are none. Samuel Bolduc. Okay, he hasn't. He but can he be. I'm saying he can be, right? He, to tie this all in together, Samuel Bolduc signs a, a, a one-way contract for two seasons, making very little money. So obviously he's in the plans and the expectation that he's going to be in the Islanders lineup next year or healthy scratch. He's going to be up with the Islanders organization next season. All I'm saying is you look at Lou Lamarillo's draft since he's gotten here because I'm not – the first draft doesn't count. First draft does not count. He was not. He was there for four days, Grumpy. He was not responsible for that. The other four drafts, there have been not one player who you would consider an NHLer, not one in four years. And make this five, because where you're when you're picking in the second round, I mean, Ratu gone, right? So that'll never pan out. I can't even tell you how many guys total how many games they've played for guys that he's drafted. 50, 75 in five years? I don't know. You tell me. Don't you worry. So, Ratu, well, here's the thing. Ratu, technically, do you want to count the games that he played for Vancouver? He played 12 games. No, just Islanders. Just for the Islanders. So, out of our 2019 draft class, we have a total of 67 games played. 17 for Samuel Bolduc and 50 for Simon Holmstrom. Yeah! Um, you said you don't want to include the 2018. That's the one with Dobson, Dobson, Dobson. and yeah, no, no for that one. Well, here's the thing. Dobson and, and Oliver Wallstrom are the only two that played have played NHL games so far. 
you know, it's still early yet. Yeah. But in 2019, you've got two players that have played out of that draft class, Simon Holmstrom and he, Samuel Duke. He had nothing to do with that draft, though. So yeah, I'm the, not, the 2018, any failures, 2019 he did. Any failures don't go to him either. But every year after that. Yeah, so 2019, he was there for the full season. You know, he makes the decisions, et cetera, not just four days. So, so 67, 67 games, games played between Simon Holmstrom and Samuel Bolduc. Okay. We had one game played out of all the selections in the 2020 draft class, and that went to William DeFore. One game played. 68, okay. We had 12 games for the Islanders with Atu Ratu out of the 2021 draft class. 80. So okay. I don't expect any out of 2022, just last year. So none out of 2022. So 80, 80 total games played over the last four years draft classes. So if you add up all of the guys that he's drafted – just to try to get to one NHLer, you're not even close to it. Okay. That being said, though, it's early. I, I will say the players drafted in 2019, kind of about time whether you're in the NHL or not. So, like, I, I Samuel Duke, I feel like, will be in the NHL consistently. And whether you want him to or not, Simon Holmstrom will be our Josh Bailey replacement. He'll be playing a bottom six role all next year. He'll be permanently in the bottom six, Grumpy. Don't you love it? Josh Bailey, 2.0. Nowhere to go. Calling that on draft night, I stand by it. Damn, I tell you. Now, rumor being grumpy, hey, Islanders still looking to move Josh Bailey. Hey, maybe they're going to have to take Zaitsev back. Excuse me, maybe they're going to have to take a bad contract back, grumpy. Why, why would you move him to bring a bad contract back? Hey, we can offload one bad contract, but we can bring in a contract maybe for a defenseman. I, why? Why trade one bad contract? for That doesn't. That doesn't free up any salary cap space. If you're truly in a win-now mode, that's correct. does not make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me, period. If you want to get rid of Josh Bailey, you should have dumped him years ago. Like I suggested, move him right after that when he had a good playoff series. Move him. There are now... That's why you listen to this show. We are so far ahead of the curve on what the Islanders should do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run to the bathroom here for a second, but I'm going to leave you the question, Grumpy. Okay. What is going to be your reaction if the Islanders on draft night or the second day of the draft, so Thursday, they trade away their second round pick to get rid of Josh Bailey? What's going to be your thought process? What's going to be your reaction? I don't even care, honestly. I mean, I'm past the point of caring. I've put a scenario out there where it, obviously they don't think anything about draft picks. Okay. In two, three years, we're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. We just will particularly if they don't sign Sorokin back. I'm not looking. I don't care if Josh Bailey hangs around and sweeps out the closets and does whatever he does, make him a puck boy. I don't care. Humiliate him if you have to. I'm not trading assets to get rid of Josh Bailey now. Not at this point, I'm not. It's one more year. We're not going anywhere any next year anyway. doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you get rid of Josh Bailey, you bring him in. doesn't matter. Sign some guys on the cheap and hope they pan out. Send Josh Bailey to the minors. Maybe he'll quit. Maybe he'll retire. I don't know. I'm not buying him out. I'm not trading assets to get rid of him. Just not going to do it. That time for me has long passed, long passed. They could have moved him years ago, decided not to. Oh, he's such a great guy. You're there to win. You're not there to, you know, make friends. It's great they're all friends. Great. They don't win anything. That's that's my biggest issue with the team. We don't win anything. 
We're not close to winning anything. If you think unloading, getting rid of another draft pick, another second-round draft pick, I mean, how how bad are our numbers going to look then? Ah, it's just it's just frustrating. But I'm not moving Josh Bailey, not as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'll wait for TJ come comes back, and then we're going to redo the ad read and get some comments. But I might just touch on a couple of comments of the early ones just to drive him crazy. Chris Keiger says, or Kiger says, 8 p.m. is more of a guideline than a rule. Very true, Craig. Drew says, welcome back to the 8.30 podcast. I don't know why he says 8 o'clock. It's always 8.30. It's never 8 o'clock. Rick Ruma says, if Lou Lamarillo was producing this podcast, it would start at 8 p.m. sharp. Lou doesn't allow lateness. Very true. And I, Lou and I agree on that. I don't agree with much that, that he does, but I do agree with him on that. Then Drew's asking TJ a question about what happened to episodes one to eight of the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I don't know, Drew. I don't know about any of them. TJ would have to find that for you. Frank says, hi. Hey, Frank. Mookie Betzer, any more info on Laughing Lou story? Uh, no, no more info on that. Ian Malloy asks, when Lou says that an off-season goal is to retain his own UFAs, that's when you know the team is not looking to get better. So, so accurate. I, I don't know how anyone can objectively look at our roster and figure just being a year older, when we're old anyway, is somehow going to make us a better team to compete for a Stanley Cup. I, I don't see it. Why not roll the dice on a Sean Monahan? Why not roll the dice on an Oliver Ekman Larson? Why not roll the dice on anyone out there? I have got to fucking stop you. I leave for two gosh darn minutes, and you find a way to be like, well, let's jump into the comments. You should know how to carry a conversation for two minutes without me, Corby. You literally had a topic you wanted to bring up today. And you're like, let's jump into comments. Do you know which topic you sent me that I had queued up, ready to go next, Grumpy? Do nope. you not remember that topic, Grumpy? Nope. You talked about the salary cap space from your article from The Athletic. Do you remember you, that one? Okay. You gave me something about Josh Bailey. That's what you gave me. Great. I gave you to start with Josh Bailey. No, I no, said, no, what no, would no, your no. reaction hey, be if you did when that? You wander away, when you wander away because you can't train your bladder to last an hour without having to utilize the facilities, Holy that's fuck. not my problem. That's not my just problem. Just jumps. He's like, yeah, let's just provide in the comments. And leave for five seconds. It doesn't matter what we can do. We can have a docket of information pulled up and ready to go for the day. I was like, yeah, let's jump in. Well, what's, wrong, what's wrong with talking about getting some of the people's comments as opposed to like four hours after they send them in? <laughs> we should, you should have a steady, like a mix. I, I, I tried to do it where we do the podcast format first so people could hear exactly what they want if they want to, if they're tuning in, and then they could hear other thought-provoking items that get integrated later on in the show. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, Grump. I now, know. And you, since you're the freaking tyrant of the podcast, what you say goes. We got it. Everyone understands. Anything now, that's wrong with the podcast that you try to blame on me is always your fault. Always. Okay. Now, this is what you wanted me to bring up here. This is the article from The Athletic talking yes. about the cap situation for teams and who's got the most projected cap space, who you know who has to be signed. Now, we as, as we mentioned, Varlamov, you could have talked about this too. Varlamov apparently is alleged to have a two-year deal in place. I like to have the actual visual up there. I know you don't care about the visuals. I do. People like to see the visuals. Oh, I had the visuals up here all the time. What are you smoking? What are you talking about? Huh? The visual just came up right now. 
what it's showing is that the Islanders, the Athletic did an article today, the Islanders are 26th in projected cap space. That's not good, folks. And here's the thing. Notable unsigned restricted free, unrestricted free agents. Mayfield, Varlamov, Parise, Engvall. Looking at that, what are we looking at? Okay, there we go. <laughs> I, I mean, Give me a it's not necessary to look up the, uh, some drop down, okay? Fucking A. <laughs> and so, yes, go ahead, continue. They're assuming that, you know, Oliver Wallstrom is going to, as an RFA, is going to be signed back. Okay. Which leaves the Islanders about 2.4 million in cap space. I don't know. I don't see how you can possibly, and they say the problem contract is JG Pajot. They must. They must be limited to only one contract per team. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, isn't Bailey a problem contract? Isn't Anders Lee a problem contract? I, I don't know why he's the guy they list here for this. I, I just, um, makes me question if the number crunching they did was correct, too, if the if Jean-Gabriel Pajot is the problem contract. Remember, also, they're paying some of the bonuses from last year's contract to Therese this year, which also comes off, too. And I just, they're talking about signing like Mayfield back. I, I can't, I don't see how they can sign Mayfield back. We I don't see how they can that. sign. If they've already signed Varlamov, what do you figure they're going to give Varlamov? Absolute minimum. What two do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to get two and a half. Okay. Let's say two. I'll say two. He's going to get two and a half at least. Okay. Let's say, but for argument. Maybe they give him three. Ah, wouldn't that? That would be a Lou, a three-year, three, three million dollars a year contract. Okay, let's say two and a half, like you say. They have no cap space left, none, 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 zero. No cap space left. I, I it's like he's mismanaged the cap so much. Like I said, he should not be a general manager anymore because he just can't handle cap. Too much for the old man to deal with. Just too much. Can't handle it. I'm glad they brought this new guy in. Maybe he's like, listen here, you stupid old bastard. You're not in charge anymore. I, I'm part owner of this team. Just just go over there, play with tiddlywinks, do whatever it is you do. You're not involved anymore. I just He's gotten us in this cap jam. It's all Lou Lamarillo, all of it. The assumption is that Wallstrom will sign a two-year by $2 million per. I think that's too much for him. I don't know how much he's going to get paid. Honestly, is he worth more than one and a half? I don't know. He'll probably get paid one, one and a half, something like that. He's he's good. I don't know how much he'll get paid, but that's 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 the that's the assumption they have in this for the projected cap space. Here's the thing: Varlamov is going to be making at least two and a half. I feel like if he makes two or under, I'll be a happy guy. But why would a guy who can start on other teams in the NHL say, "Yeah, I want to take a contract like I'm a complete backup and have no other suitors available"? Unless he just is happy sitting here and the complacency is sunk in for Varlamov too, and he's been affected by the cul-de-sac crew mentality. Maybe. He did. Oh, I remember when he was riding the pine in, in February, I read that New York Post article. Oh, no, I absolutely want to be back here. I love it here. I don't play. I don't care. I like being here and collecting my money and not having to do anything. Just showing up to the ice every day and watching Sorokin and me wearing a ball cap. Cheering on that. my buddy. <laughs> Cheering on my buddy. Up, Soroki. <laughs> Soroki. I just, I just, I'm just so disappointed in our organization. I, I just am. I just, 
like for me, all those free agents, they can all go pound soul. Every single one of them. See you later. Don't have the money. Sign some guys on the cheap. That's what I would do. I'd move some guys out. Now, I think you can move J.G. Pajot. I really do. And you can get something for him. I'm not saying it's going to be a first-round pick, but you can get something for him. Do you remember the, the idea we talked about last week or Saturday? Hey, if you moved away Jean-Gabriel Pajot, you're going to get some assets back. You can use those assets to get rid of Josh Bailey. We kind of went through the, the mental gymnastics. We talked about Sean Monaghan. Well, bad news is Sean Monaghan already signed an extension for Montreal. So how much did he how much did he get paid? Two million. One year by two million. Well, there you go. Our season's over. That was my solution. That was my solution to our problems. He took two million dollars. It's actually one point nine eight five million. Even better. Even less. <laughs> I'm just gonna round up and say two. I hope he does. I like Sean Monahan. I hope he does well. I really like I like I loved him in Calgary. He was a guy, even two years, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to see the Islanders get him. I like him. We need more guys like that. You know, we don't need we don't need some uh Mr. Softy players like Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson, Pierre Engval, all those guys. Don't need them. I just uh, how much older can this team get? I it's just frustrating. No changes. 16th and whatever 15th in the conference i, I just I, I look at it like this i look at it from the people who claim to be analytics guys oh yeah big analytics guys if you see the numbers where it's like hey you've got yourself a 69 percent chance if you draft in the first round that guy's going to play 200 plus games and we say oh yeah i don't care about giving up those first round picks whatever that eh, doesn't matter first round picks first round pick who gives a shit when you see that for four years in a row and you see, oh, we're giving away additional picks in later rounds. Like Cali Odelius, he's there. He's a second-round pick. We traded away Atu Ratu, our second-round pick in the 2021 selection. We traded away our second-round pick in 2020. We didn't have one. And in 20, 2019, we have Samuel Bolduc, who may look like he can do something and contribute. But Time to move him. <laughs> I was about to say, on a cheap, affordable contract, when he starts playing well, when he has a contract extension that comes up, uh, maybe then it's time to move him. But, uh, you know, again, like I hope Bull Duke pans out, but you consistently don't have draft selections. Your your team is going to struggle long-term. It's just how that works. Frustrating. Oh, say. Frustrating. It's frustrating. frustrating. It's just frustrating. I mean, young guys who contribute, those, those are the guys you should invest in. Cut the dead wood away. Just cut it. It's like a prune a tree. You get rid of the old dead shit and let new sprouts come up. It's like it's like tending to a bonsai tree. When it gets to that point, you gotta gotta cut it it's off to let the foliage continue to grow. It's like a rose bush. You ever seen a rose bush that's grown out of control? It's like it's, thorny it's just prickly. shooting all over the place. It'll pop out a rose every once in a while. You keep that thing cut down and trimmed up, man. It comes out nice. The whole bush looks good. Otherwise, it looks like it looks like the New York Islanders a disaster. Now, I'm going to ask you if you read this article. I did not, so I won't comment too much on it because I did not have time before the podcast to read it. But I love it by Kevin Kurtz, at least the titling and the tweet about it. So it says, Lou Lamarillo's plan, it would seem, is to try to return uh, return much of last season's Islanders. 
This means sticking to the style of grinding out low-scoring affairs. One problem, writes Kevin Kurtz, the game is evolving and New York isn't. <laughs> well, it's funny because I did read that article, and it's he touches on points exactly what we've been saying for months. For months. How they tried to change to fit the modern NHL style with Lane Lambert. The guys wanted it. The players all wanted it. And then when he found out it didn't work, he went back to the Lamarillism. Same thing we've been talking about for months, right? He just put it down in written form. So now people will maybe start believing. He just should have said, courtesy of the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. That's what he should have put it in his article, honestly. The trailblazers on the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I say it again. You want to find out the state of the team months before it actually happens? Listen to this show. If you don't, follow, the, follow be like the other lemmings. It's like you're on tape delay. Why the hell would you wait on tape delay when everybody's talking about it now? You don't need to be on tape delay. Nope. Um, Very true. Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, a big thing, getting Scott Mayfield back. It's like that's – he was pointing at that was it, getting Mayfield back. I mean, I just – I don't know where we're getting the money from. Just, just dumb. I just – frustrating it's just frustrating next you know what i here's what i predict is going to happen on next week's nhl draft spectacular as soon as we get to where the islanders pick i'm gonna go that guy could have been a player for the islanders Ooh, that guy would have looked good in Islanders uniform oh so about that guy you know we're not going to see we're not going to see teams reaching for guys like simon holmstrom in the first round that we won't see we don't want to know why because the islanders aren't picking in the first round oh, that's why shit we got an ad to read today from DraftKings. And you know what I just realized? Apparently, I'm sorry. Everybody, you're going to have to bear with us. Go ahead and you know take a bathroom break. Start making yourself a sandwich. We got an ad coming up. And um, I've got to read through all the disclosures. Apparently, I wasn't doing that in the past. <laughs> so we got to read through. Got to read through all the helplines to call if you have a gambling issue. But today's podcast Brought to you by Why don't you just send it to me so I can read it? I don't need this to take 14, 15 minutes. Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THPN and bet just $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook or only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler in Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline or gambling helpline ma.org in new york call 877-8-HOPENY or more commonly known as hope ny hope penny. <laughs> do you remember that shit hope penny. <laughs> call <on>. hope penny <laughs> or you can visit or text hope ny which is 467-369 in kansas for all of the many Kansas listeners we have out there, go ahead and call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Um, in West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Um, please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown or Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Um, help is available for problem gambling. Call 
789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Must be 21 years or or, or older in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Um, one boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. A max of a $50 bet. A 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Uh, eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at draft or at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. So, whew, my God, I'm not going to look forward to reading that all the time. Maybe I'll have to just try to like pre-read it. All these other podcasts, they pre-read and they just hit a little button and it just reads for them. You got yourself muted there, Grumpy. Yeah, exactly the way the way you read. Absolutely. That's what you've done. Maybe I should just give it to you, Grumpy, and you read That's it. what I just said. I just, here's the thing. I'll read it off. You hit the button. Boop. Instead of you hitting that button, just program a button. I can program that button to be the little ad button. There you go. <laughs> I just I wanted to let you know the name of that article by Kevin Kurtz in the Athletics called Islanders Lamarillo's philosophy conflicts with the direction the NHL is trending. Wow. Hey, I love it, man. He's fighting a good fight. Good for him. He's fighting uh, a good fight. I'm all on board for it, man. He's fighting a good fight, Grumpy. Um I just say how everything is changing around the league, but not it, okay. <laughs> you remember Dirty Harry. Yes, Dirty Harry. Magnum. Yes, that's right. Magnum. Right. 44 Magnum. Right. And his his always his gun had that's the way his gun sounded. It was great. Like hand cannon. You dirty but bastard. There was one. Make my day. He was, I think it was a sudden impact where he was going after the guy who played uh uh, Michael Gazzo, I think, was the guy's was the actor's name. He was in Godfather Part Two, played Frankie Pantangeli. and he comes in and he confronts uh, Frankie Pantangeli slash Gazzo in a wedding. He's like, "Oh, Callahan, the one constant in an ever changing universe." I just feel that that is Lou Lamarillo. The one constant in an ever changing universe is Lou Lamarillo. <laughs> He's never going anywhere, man. He'll be well, he'll be going somewhere pretty soon. <laughs> oh man, he's gonna be entering the portal, Grumpy. The transfer portal. Um yes, that transfer portal. Follow the light. Follow the light. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, Drew said, TJ, one question. What happened in episodes one of nine to the honors never said that podcast? I'm not sure. They should all be there. Those are probably the ones where he said that uh, probably there's certain ones you're not going to see. The ones where he said Anders Lee is a better player than Patrick Kane. I didn't say that. You want to bit. die on that hill. Oh, my God. Please stop. Frank K says, hey, gents, what's up, Frank? Mookie Betzer, did you see that? Uh, more about the Lou Laffin story. I already did yeah, that. Yeah, Grumpy, did you read this one? Yep, that's where I stopped. That was the last one. Okay. Good evening, weirdos. What's up, Matthew S.? Run back with the same Rasta. Rasta. Anthony Rizzi, Grumpy. Well, Grip, we missed out on Sean Monahan. Yep. When will Lou make a move? What are your thoughts on Colton Ross from Tampa Bay? They need cap relief in the worst. Day. We can't help him. Um, can't we give him Salo and Holmstrom for that? Okay. I so Tampa was 27th with the most available cap space. We were 26th. So 
The Rangers are better than us, 25th. The worst team was Edmonton. And Boston was right above them. Edmonton's three million plus in the hole. Rick Rome McGrumpy. How much can Lou really do though? No prospects are first to trade and a few bad contracts on the books. Who's he got to blame? Who's he got to blame? It's himself. He is the reason we have those issues. It's him. He signed all these guys to the contract extensions. All of them. Bailey's the last guy. That's the last one. Everyone else, he has signed in the last five years, five and a half years. That's a him thing. Sorry. Yikes. I tell you, it's true. How much can he do at this point? The answer is not a lot because of what he, the situation he's put himself in. Did he have to trade for Bo Horvat and give him eight and a half million dollars a year? No. No. Chose to. Did it make a difference? Nope. No difference. I don't care who he brings in. Mookie bets are grumpy. I think Phil's facts would make a superb general manager. No, he wouldn't. And Grump is a president of hockey operations. Here's the thing. If I was president of hockey operations, Phil would not be the general manager. Um, TJ should be uh, Islanders radio host. That's true. He could do that. Uh, let me ask you this. So, Phil, Actually, Phil comes up with some good ideas. Phil doesn't have all bad ideas. If you were president of hockey operations and you had to start off with Phil's facts as your general manager, how many days, months, years would Phil's facts last as a GM for you, Grubby? Until he did something stupid. So maybe five minutes. So not even a day. He's got a short thing. Here's the thing. He would need to have one direction. I think that would be the biggest problem I'd have with him because, as you know, Phil, Philly flip flops. He flip flops or he plays every side of the fence. He plays the fence. The left of the fence, right of the fence, front of the fence, back of the fence, on the top of the fence, underneath the fence. He has no <laughs> singular vision. He doesn't. And He's got no allegiance to any thought. And Pierre Engelmall would not be coming back. That's a that's a non-starter. <laughs> so when he signed or he tries to go ahead and offer that contract to Pierre Engelmall, Grumpy, that's going to be the end. Two million dollars a year. I bring him back for two million. He's a bottom six guy. It's all he deserves. Uh, Rick Roma says, "Lose, bring him back to boot group and hoping for the best." Mikey D, Grumpy. You guys pre-draft and pre-free agency 23-24 Metro rankings. I'm going to go Carolina, Devils, Rangers, and Pittsburgh is my top four. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm saying Washington is five or six. I don't know if Washington's any better. I think that Washington, John Carlson was a huge fucking loss for them. And they missed Nick Backstrom. They missed Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson for over half the season. Like we talk about, oh great, that's the success of our year. We made the postseason without Matt Barzal, and 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 Pellick missed a bit of time. They played over half the season without Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom, and over half the season without John Carlson. Okay, but they're old. Yes, they're they old. old. They are old. I mean, yes. we're old too. Pittsburgh's old. Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh should go out and get Connor Hellebuck. If they get Connor Hellebuck, they're immediately over us. If they they're don't address us. the goalie, if they don't address the goalie, they're just as bad as they were last season. If they do not address a goaltender issue that yes. they have, they're just as bad as last year. And I yep. think we're better than them. Yes. They have no goalie. Their goaltender. Yes. So that them finishing fourth is them addressing the actually addressing the goalie need by bringing in a legitimate goalie. If they don't do that, there's no way in hell to make the postseason. Oh, can I just say one other thing? You know, for guys like Phil and uh, guys of his ilk. God, you know, he was he's always ripping Carolina like they have no money. Carolina is fifth in the league. 
in cap space. Fifth. They have guys to sign back, but you know what? They're smart. Every year, they, they know what they're doing down there. They just do. Mm. I just... All right, they got a bunch of UFAs. So what? They'll let a bunch of them go. They'll bring in a whole bunch of ham and eggers, and they'll all play well because they do every single year. They need goaltending too. I don't think Freddie Anderson is the answer there. Um, uh, Anthony Rizzi says here, uh, Lou needs to move Bailey early and not wait until training camp. Uh, okay. I don't. I just. I'm sucking it up. I'm thinking we're going to suck next year. Keep Bailey, so, and then just let his contract go out and let him fade away. So, and another thing to mention, too, that they're talking about frequently is this Bolduc contract has nothing to do with Mayfield. Bolduc, you know, left-handed, Mayfield right-handed guy, so probably has nothing to do with that. I, I would say probably not, too. We're not, do not expect anybody big coming back in return to play the right defenseman. What does it tell you with a one-way contract, though? It's probably they expect not, him to be up there in the league. Or they're hoping that he will be the guy to be on the bottom pairing. And that's I'm fine with that, honestly. Yep. He should be the bottom pairing guy. You need to get a veteran to play a right shot defenseman. That's what you need. Again, you don't want Dobson playing with Bull Duke. It's a mistake. Goon goon grumpy. As expected, King Hendrick getting into the hallowed hall has the New York sports writers licking his backside while underrated Islanders great Pierre Turgeon is getting in as a little to no coverage. Rat farts. I don't know. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Henrik uh, Lundqvist deserved to get in the Hall of Fame. It was really, really good. Emaloy says, maybe having the same roster is good. Um, no, it's not. They will stink and have a lottery pick. They'll fire Lou. It's a really good free agent class next year, so maybe that's the year we acquire free agents and be good. Um, I'm going to say they're not going to fire Lou Lamarillo because he should already be gone. Every other team... You have you have a year you don't make the playoffs, you lose your job. You have two years yep. in a row where you underperform from you know your lofty expectations, Stanley Cup or bust. How are you keeping your job? And there might be free agents now, but what you're going to see is teams signing guys this offseason for next year, like we're going to try to do with Sorokin. Big free agents don't hit the market. Yep. They just don't. Teams – the smart teams have figured out how to do it. Rick Roma, Grumpy says, Mike Vernon, a Hall of Famer. Wow. Mikey D, Grumpy. As an Islander fan, I'm not so excited about Laviolette, along with Michael Pecca, now Phil Housley, as assistants for the Rangers. A real structured system and coaching staff could be what they need. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. I still think they need some, I they still think they need better defensemen. Mookie Betzer. Uh, uh, Devon Taves ranked as the fifth best complete defenseman in the NHL. Lou traded him for two second rounders. Has anyone ever called him out on this? We have. We called him out the day of the trade, the week after the trade, month after the trade, years after the trade. We've called him out on that numerous times. That's why having Phil's facts as your general manager could be a problem. Phil's facts, even all for that. Prior for a season, was like, Mah! Devon Taves not that good. Not that good. He just could not talk, stop talking about. It. So yeah, that's why Grumpy's got to keep a close eye on Phil's when he when he's a gen, general manager. Grumpy, when you're hockey ops, here's what would have happened. He would have said, "Yeah, I'm thinking about moving Taves for two seconds." I'm like, "What are you insane? <laughs> Hand in your papers now. Give me the uh, 
give me the card to the executive bathroom. You're gone. <laughs> oh, God. Goon, goon, grumpy. So the Islands replaced their highly gifted power play coach with an orangutan. <laughs> Couldn't do much worse. Um, Arizona is not interested in Bailey, says Rick. No one is. No one is. Mikey D, grumpy. I don't know if we ever have mentioned this, but it seems pretty clear that Fredo runs the drafting department. I don't think he does. Lou said that Fredo was at the combine interview. Oh, my God. Interviewing Ken's instead of him. Yikes. Yikes. Is it? Well, you know what? Even Papa Lou knows, you know what? Let him talk to some guys. Let him talk to Connor Bedard. Let him talk to all these guys that we're not going to be able to pick. And so he thinks he's part of the team. That's what it is. I mean, I, I would hate to think that Fredo has anything to do. Well, that would make sense, though, wouldn't it? We don't bring anyone who's any good in via the draft, Fredo and Lou. The worst things has ever happened in the New York Islander community. Hold on. Is that, that can't, is that seriously true? That's what he said. Lou said that Fredo was in, at the combine interviewing kids instead of him. Yikes. Well, that could be because he's like, these kids, they suck. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to interest myself in talking to them. And what's up, Charles Dittmer? How are you doing here today? Um, Mary D says, well, it's 825 doofs. Gungun uh, says here, TJ, I never heard that Casey Zizekas' story before that you mentioned the other night. Want to pull up from manslaughter to the NHL? Casey Zizekas has done it all. And read it aloud. I'll pull it up in a second and see. I, I, I remember reading that back in the day. I think somebody had brought it up on the show. And to me, I was like, holy shit, what? Casey Zizekas, yeah, had manslaughter charges against him for killing somebody in a lacrosse game. Um, Adam P., what's up? He says, hey, gents. Uh, Drew says, I'll try my best, Grumpy. I try my best, Grumpy. TJ, your best isn't good enough. Keep reading Grumpy, because you're going to read and interrupt me as I'm reading them. So keep reading, my guy. While while you're eating, I will do the podcast. I'm chewing gum. I'm not eating, you bastard. Matthew S. says, glad about the Bulldog signing. So are we. Mikey D says, I feel the Islanders are in no man's land. Exactly. The hamster wheel to mediocrity. If we keep going all in, we just get laughed at by our rifles because everyone sees how dumb and stupid this is. Exactly. And here's the thing. We've been saying it for two years. It was coming. A Saxon Irmansul says, good grumpy evening, Islanderland from rainy Florida. Storm Chase Mike on YouTube. What's up, Mike? Anthony Rizzi Grumpy. Whatever buyout candidates do you think maybe the Islanders should be or could be interested? We have no money. We cannot sign anyone. Every year, we have money to start the year. They'll do something stupid in season, and then we have no money. And then they complain, we don't have salary cap money. Well, you keep on messing that up every year. You reap what you sow. That's what happens. Okay, so to clarify the record, it was not a lacrosse game. It was a rugby game that he tackled somebody in Mississauga. And, um, and now this is, this is not, and, and to be quite fair, this is not like a huge press article or anything like this. This is just, um, this is written back in 2014 grumpy. And it, like from the Toronto star, a sporting accident or a sporting accident or deadly assault. You know how they try to sensationalize everything on there. You think just a little bit, um, some say it was a part of the game, but others don't agree. Nobody knows the full story due to conflict. The guy suffered a major concussion just two weeks before. So he was predisposed to having another head injury. Yes. Castillo's family 
is believing that their son's murder was an accident, called for Sezikis to be spared from punishment. Unfortunately for Sezikis, the circumstance could see his death uh, made it impossible for Sezikis to get off the hook. Sezikis was charged with manslaughter in 2009 and received one-year probation and community service at the courthouse. Casillo's father pleaded for fighting in uh, youth hockey and youth hockey to stop and never once pointed a finger at Casey Sezikis, at least from what we're told. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's an unfortunate accident. I can't even believe they even charged him with something stupid like that. Dumb. Yep. Again, nobody knows what happened, but they vehemently say it wasn't his fault, so I assume it was not. Um, here we go. Uh, Anthony Rizzi. What? We just read that one. I'm sorry. State of survival, Grumpy. What does the Bulldog signing mean? Does he take Mayfield's role now? What's Lou's next step? Nope. That has no bearing on Mayfield whatsoever. Um, I think Lou's next step is probably the one that gets out of bed because he's got to take a leak. Oh God. Um, make sure you guys like comment, subscribe and set your clocks to eight 30 because that's when the show really starts says room. And there was, it says five star grump. Thank you. Bookie Betzer says Pierre Turgeon, my second favorite Islander of my childhood. Casperitis. That's his first and made the hall of fame. Yeah. He was really good for us. That so one good. year was magical without a doubt. So happy about Pierre Turgeon, says Matthew S. Greg Prado, Grumpy, have you started? Have you cracked open a book? I have not. I'm trying to find it. You say you sent it, but I didn't see it in my email. Motherfucker, I told you. I said, Grumpy. <sighs> yes, I sent it to you, Grumpy. I can okay. resend. Greg says, I love this podcast. Absolutely love it. Grumpy. Where Chroma says, Mike Vernon, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that was crazy. Yeah, Boogie Betzer said, Tershawn, Benoit Hogue, um, Kasparitis, Kinger. The team was awesome. That Since was a great year. Shay, what's up? Shay's back, Grumpy. I don't oh, know who that is. Is, is Shay dancing now? Is she a dancing singer? I don't know. Um, hello, hello from, from the sky. sky. Sorry I haven't been on in a while. I've been busy with my new job. Congratulations, Shay. Congrats. I do graphics for a new Mets company. So mainly work at nights during shows. Wow. Good for you, Shay. There you well, go, all right. Shay. She's working for the Mets now. So She's connected. If you need free tickets, you right. know. No, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not saying. Kidding. I'm just saying. You know, she's gonna get. Saxon says, "Bull Duke's a great sign. I hope to see him regularly next year. I think he'll excel this upcoming season. So do I. Remember, two years ago, he was the new sainted boy. Then he kind of had a struggling year with a foot injury, I believe it was. And this year, he came back and reestablished himself. Why not? Why not? When your team sucks, all the young guys should play. See who can be part of the solution. You know who, uh, you know, you know who or shoehorn or you know how or. I don't know what you're saying. You know what the shoehorn against Grumpy? Play some clips of We Hooping. Only when when X is on the show. Gilney snubbed again, says Rick Romer. Very strange. Yeah, I don't get it. Maybe because he's Russian. They don't like him. I don't know. Well, now with everything that's going on, I'm sure not. Um, How does that do with anything? You'd be shocked. Mikey D, Grumpy. My best friend is a diehard Ranger fan and watches this show for fun. He says he likes to see us in misery live on YouTube. He loved the Roman F trade reaction by TJ. Hey, tell <laughs> him to bring all his other Ranger buddies on air. I'm glad. Oh, they can ask his question about the Rangers. We'll dump on them, too. Don't worry. <laughs> I was about to say, ooh, I need to put that up. Let me do that. I'm going to put up a poll. Mookie Betts or Grumpy? 
I mean, why did they always boo Kinger in the 1990s? I don't know, Derek. Derek King was good. I liked him. He, you know, he reminded me of, honestly, he reminded me of Anders Lee a little bit, but better. Shay Grumpy. Does the Bolduc deal mean Salo is no longer going to be on the team? If he's traded, you all better check up on me. I think they, for whatever reason, they've kind of written off Robin Salo. I don't understand it. Don't understand it. Probably did something like didn't put the soap back in the dish after a shower, something stupid like that. So he's blackballed. I have no idea. He said he thought Bridgeport was a dump. Yeah, right. that's right. I mean, what the hell is that? Can Alfie be welcomed into the Hockey Hall of Fame? Never. No. Saxon says, five-star review. What's up, Coach Tommy B? says, hello, gents. Good evening. What's up? Get Andy Andy Francis versus Phil's Fiction. They're actually friendly now. Yeah, they're very very good friends. I'm not saying maybe we helped start that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not taking any credit for that. Um, But uh, I got to reach out to Andy. Andy, Andy's Andy Grumpy. I got to reach out to Andy. Um, Drew says here, Phil hasn't really recovered since I destroyed him in that argument. There you go. Slip and slide draft the Frito the Frito special. Womp womp says uh, Mary D. Uh, Samuel Bolduc, two years, eight hundred k. Lose big move. I am the, I'm detecting a little sarcasm from Tommy Baffley, Baffy, who's you know always been an Islanders and Lou Lamarillo gadfly. No, Maybe he's yeah. unhappy with the direction of the team. Maybe he's not liking what he sees. Uh, that's what's coming out of that uh, executive uh, trash can. He said last podcast he's not happy with what he's seeing from the Islanders. Mookie Betcher says the 92 team was stacked. You recruit Pat Flatley, Scott Lachance, eh, Vladimir Malikov, um, Darius Kasparitis, Derek King, Benoit Hogan, Pierre Turgeon. They were really – and here's the thing. They were fun as hell to watch too. They were – and Glenn Healy was really – he was uh, Glenn Healy in goal, right? They let him go. Free agent. Boop. See you later. Went to the Rangers. We have a very important poll that just went up. I said, should we spend an entire episode shitting on other teams this summer? Yeah. I said, yes or no. Let us know, guys. Um, because, again, if that's something you guys are interested in, we'll do it. If not, we won't do it. That doesn't bother us. Uh, can I just give you a hint? You should probably put that poll up at the beginning of the show. As I forgot to- until right now. Last last episode, I didn't do it till like three hours in. So now we're doing about an hour and a half. It's a little better, right? Oh my God! Why hasn't Goring been elected yet? He's not good enough. Coach Tommy B said, "Congratulations to number seventy-seven Pierre Turgeon on his induction into the NHL Hall of Fame." Milo Brownie said, "TJ thought it was tank top today." Or TJ thought it was tank top today. Um, I was looking forward to matching. Damn, I'll wear my tank top tomorrow, Milo Brownie. I was about to say, usually I wear tank tops on Thursday because I get done with the gym, but today, no tank top action. Next. Tomorrow. ESPN uh, equals especially stupid persons network. Shay says, gents, since I'm on a plane, I've got to ask, do you prefer window or aisle? Aisle. I like the I, aisle. Seat. I like aisle too. TJ, why does TJ like the aisle seat? So he can get up and take a piss and doesn't have to trump all of people to go to the bathroom. You know that's the reason why. You I like probably just kind of spread out a bit. I'm, I'm big, so I'm like, I kind of lean over that way. I don't have to worry about leaning on another human. He's disgraceful. Dallas McDonald says, hey, Grumpy, my wife is getting mad at you. Bailey is her favorite player. She said, lay off him. And she thinks you're getting extra grumpy lately. Uh, I'm with you, though, Grumpy. (laughs) Okay. First of all, now, Dallas, I don't know your wife at all, but she's got a blind spot. If she's Why is Josh Bailey your favorite player? I I have to ask. 
I'd love to I'd love to talk to her on a call-in show and find out why what has Josh Bailey done to make her uh, him her favorite player. He sings that hey Josh Bailey da 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 da. I guess that's the only thing I'll miss is kind maybe of she figures maybe maybe she figures that Josh Bailey could help their children with homework and shit like that. Oh, he's a good tutor. That's right, Grumpy. There it is. You want to know who else think that Josh Bailey sucks? The New York Islanders. Um, Mookie Messer says, Grump, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you'd be willing to move every Islander except Sorokin, Barzal, Dobson, and Wallstrom? I think Wallstrom's on the list now. I, I'm not like, I yeah, Wallstrom, unless somebody's willing, if somebody overpays for him, I'm fine with it. I'm not trying to openly shop him, though. I don't think he has any value right now. Yes. Um, That's pretty much it. Sorokin, Barzal, Dobson. Everybody else on the block. Whatever you can get for him. But I'd be much more – how much freaking gum are you going to put in your mouth? How many – okay, people. I don't know if – I, I mentioned it before. You can't give TJ gum because he he chews gum like a dog eats an open bag of food. Eats it until he throws <laughs> up. TJ just going to shovel that damn gum in his mouth. How many pieces of gum did you shove in your mouth? Just two. I've just been eating a whole bunch of gum. I just go through a whole bunch of two. Why do you need quick. gum? Why? Is there a reason? I want some fucking gum. That's why. What embarrassment to – Podcasting everywhere. Says, boys, 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 boys. What can I do to terrorize the podcast this evening? Get on oh, TJ for chewing so much gum. Best season is 93. Rick Roma says, Who the? I'll let you read this. Okay. You want to know something? You ever seen the movie The Birdcage? Yes, because you make us watch it. You're like, Oh, Birdcage is so funny. I'm like, uh, Birdcage is funny. There's Bird a scene. Blows. There's a, there's a scene where Nathan Lane is with uh, a guy. It's a, a, a show about a couple of drag queens. And, well, homosexual couple, couple and a drag drag show. And I feel this, this particular thing is apropos. You have Nathan Lane, and then you have some, you know, good, you know, guy who's in good shape. And so he says, he says, he's chewing gum. He says to Robin Williams, he's chewing gum. He's like, it helps me think. And he's like, you're wasting your gum. And that's what I feel like with TJ when he starts <laughs> doing. You're wasting your gum, sweetheart. I remember it's not, the, the movie's about like them trying to get ready for like meeting like the spouses or fiancés. No. You don't even know what it's about. You don't even know what it's about. It's been a long time since I watched it. Why don't you choose some more gum? That Maybe that'll help you out. Rick Roma says, I knew TJ would stop at this because there's a word he can't read. <laughs> 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 Steve Corianos, a.k.o. the draft analyst. The draft analyst is pretty good, too, when it comes to prospect stuff. So there you go, DJ. Somebody else to, that you can not know his name about. Tommy Bobby says, Dale Hunter can F off. Yeah, he was a punk. If you're not willing to listen to conversations on Dobson or Wallstrom, you're on dust. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, see, I'm not moving Dobson. I mean, he's shown me too much. Wallstrom? I just I wouldn't move him now because he has no value, just no value. I think Curtis should be in a Hall of Fame. He absolutely should. I think so too. But here's the thing: I don't think he's been eligible yet. Wasn't didn't he play like not this past year, but the year before? Yeah, he's not eligible yet. Yeah, he's not eligible yet. Matthew S. Grumpy. Ronick should be in exactly. Luke underscore designs. I'm not sure what that is. He scored 500 goals. That gets you into me. I'm like, ah, there's a lot of guys who score 500 plus goals. Nick C said, I thought Bolduc's contract was solid. Two years, 
And at the end, he's still a restricted free agent. And it's one-way deal. That's uh, more incentive for him to be up. For them to keep him up. Right. Matthew has said Brasso is a joke. LOL. Yep. Uh, Nick C said, I think the Hall of Fame uh, should just be that. The Hall of Fame. We shouldn't be letting just anyone in. Mm-hmm. I agree. Good good says, is Tanelli Hall worthy? No. Not my opinion, he's not. Brasso is so underrated, says Coach Tommy. That's, I think so, too. Brasso, Brasso played, played with you, Yager, Stevens, Murphy, Francis, Samuelson, Mullen. Yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, Mario says here, I read a Twitter post claiming Varlamov is on his way out. Okay. We heard different. That's fine. Max Power Grumpy. What's up, fellas? Sneaky Pete making it in the Hall of Fame. Congrats to him. Can't understate how huge that trade was. Bill Torrey was such a special GM. Never lost a trade. I won't say he never lost a trade, but uh, he was successful way more than, than, he, than he lost for certain. Mario Grumpy. Yeah. Coffee couldn't find the D zone even with his GPS. Matter of fact, I don't think he's ever been in the defensive zone his entire career. Ever. Boys, Patrick Kane, one year, $8 million. We clear Josh Bailey, and we have the cash space to do it. That's a little much there for that. And, boys, seven years, $8.5 million for Sorokin. Do you do it? Well, he's going to get eight years. If I do eight, I do an eight by eight with Sorokin every day of the week. Yeah. The front half, you're going to be getting more value than probably what he's worth. In the back end, you're going to get less less value from him than what you're paying him. Hugan said, we should create an Islanders Never Say Die Hall of Fame. D-Cut and Grumpy's Grape Drink should go in first. True. Goon Goon, only followed by Grumpy's Old Couch. Oh. Um, and Tokic and Ricci and Coffee. Recky, 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 Recky. The Wicker Man, Grumpy. Why receivers expect to put up big numbers unless they're on my fantasy team? Oh, wow. Oh. Matthew said Crawford is an absolute no. Yeah, same here. Max Power said trading away LaFontaine, um, a perennial 40-goal scorer in his prime for Terjan Krupp, McInnes, and, of course, Benoit Hogue. Damn, what a haul. Um, I don't think we got McInnes from them. McInnes, I think, was – I don't think we got McInnes in that. I think it was Krupp, uh, Terjan, and Benoit Hogue for Randy Wood and um, Pierre Terjan. Um, Pat LaFontaine. Coach Tommy says Bill Ranford won the fifth Edmonton Cup. Yeah. Bill Ranford was good too. Rick Roma says Antoniemi won the cup for Chicago, didn't he? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Antoniemi. Okay. He had a short little time period when people thought he was a good goalie too. Uh, Nick D said TJ Grumpy. How you guys doing tonight? Doing well, Nick. How about you? Oh, man. No. Hold on. But Ricardo said that boys, that Weasley Freeman <laughs> should be banned from this podcast forever. Why Daniel, does why does he not like Daniel Freeman? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Rick Roma says Niemi and Crawford won cups with Chicago. Again, proving my point that you don't need a great goalie to win a cup. Thank Look you. at how great that team was, though. Rick, if we were to do that, we need to accept that we're going to be probably in like a ten to twelve year rebuild. It, if we're willing to accept that, that's fine. We're if not good enough. You, yeah. you need to have somebody else in charge. You can't have the old man in charge if you want the team to get better, period. Yeah. I don't know. You look at it like Wall won a, Wall won a few Stanley Cups, didn't he? Dominic Asik won a few Cups. Martin Brodeur won a few Cups. Good good players sometimes win Cups. Eddie Belfort didn't win a, win a Cup, did he? I don't know if he did or not. 
I don't think so. A lot of those guys didn't win cups. Well, I just listed the ones who did. Yeah, he won a cup. Eddie Belfort won a cup. Yeah, it's with easy who? to win when with, with, with who? <sighs> Give me a sec. And was he the starter? He was with Chicago. He was with Toronto. I know neither one of them won when he was there. I know Toronto hasn't. Dallas, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Who's yeah, the Dallas won a, won a Stanley Cup in Dallas in 89-99. Against, against Buffalo, right? Yeah, man, you talk about freaking crazy numbers. That season, he had a 167 goals against average in the postseason and a 930 save percentage. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty decent. No big deal. Um, uh, pronounced Wale. I don't know. Talking about the girl. McGilney. Oh, um, when does the grumpy old man get into the hall? When are you expecting your call, grumpy? I, I'm not retired yet, so. Hey, Nick C, grumpy. Oh, you know what I hate? And there's like a little moth gets in the house. But you know what he hates? When I catch him and kill him, just like that. Oh, grumpy. Sorry, little mothy buddy. What do you guys think of the fourth line being Parise, Sezikis, and Fashing and keep Durando up to bounce between the third and the fourth line to give players a breather and lessen the grind? Why not? Not opposed to that at all. Yeah, why not? Um, Rick Rock, grumpy. Turgeon made losing LaFontaine palatable. Great trade for us. Uh, Turgeon was one of the most talented Islanders, albeit briefly. He was the 93 team. That was a great team, and he was phenomenal that year. Rick, Rick Romer says Elias was a thousand point guy, a great defensive forward, and a player former won two cups, but he can't get in over two slapdick goalies like Vernon and Barrasso. Get the fuck out of here. Goom goom. TJ and Grumpy. Don't give up so easy. Ideas are what the Islanders can do to improve the team next season. Dig deep and offer some options. I'm all ears. As soon as these guys, all the guys that we like getting signed back with other teams. So, yeah, it's about to say the options are very finite. And there's only so many times we can re-go, re-hit the same exact tread. Um, Matthew S. says here, when does his couch get in? When is your couch getting grumpy? Elias also excelled in the dead puck era. That's true. Um, David Sean McDonald says here, the great 77 was finally given a, a pardon by Judge Canada or Canada. Um, how freaking petty. Um, uh, keeping somebody deserving of the, the honor. Because they're butt hurt. Uh, that rattled a nation. Uh, goon goon, grumpy. Was Reggie Leach better than Goring or Tanelli? Um, he was a goal scorer. Uh, Tanelli was a better all around player. He could he could also score. I mean, Reggie Leach was a goal scorer. Not that he was uh, didn't play any defense, but he was a goal scorer. Butch Goring. As much as he meant more to the Islanders than he did to the NHL high. I don't think Butch Goring is a Hall of Fame player. I don't think Tanelli is, but Tanelli is closer than Goring. Reggie Leach was really good. I mean, you need to look up his numbers, TJ, but um I I mean I think he won a Stanley Cup or two with Philadelphia. I mean he scored a lot of goals. That much I do know. I know he had an alcohol issue. He did win a cup. He did win just one. Yes. He won two. On. You're talking about the same Reggie Leak 
Leach, you played Leech. from like the 70s to the 80s? Yeah. 66, 666 points in 934 games. How many goals? 381 goals. He had, like I said, I know he had some alcohol issues. Um, but he was real. I mean, one goal, one year, I think he scored 70 goals. 61. 61. Okay. Well, I was wrong. So, but he, man, he had a lethal shot. Ian Malloy, Grumpy. Who was the one player you want the Islanders to acquire this offseason? Connor McDavid. Grumpy, all seriousness, probably would say Oliver Ekman Larson. No, uh, I would not say. I, Sean Monahan was a guy. It was Sean Monahan. Absolutely. And I can't even take credit for that. Somebody mentioned on the last show. Sorry, I can't remember who. And I said, aha, I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, damn, that's pretty good. I'm like, yes, absolutely. That's what he says. Oh, good. That could have, it could have freed you up to move a Pajot. You take that second round pick, you move Bailey. You've just freed up $10 million. You signed Monahan for two. That's $8 million you had in cap space to play with. Then you can make other moves. You have um, to be willing to give. You got to be willing to move guys off, bring in some guys on the cheap, hope they rebound. Coach Tommy B says here, Mike Vernon was a heck of a goalie. Um, Drew says, Grumpy, can you out the emphasis on freaking and backup? Freaking backup. Freaking backup. Matthew S says here, Brendan Moore should absolutely be in. He should. He wins a cup as a coach. He's a shoe in. Yep. I think so too. He's done a lot all over the place. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Rick Roma says Brendan Moore was the captain of the Canes team, I believe, too. He was. David says here, Cujo didn't win a cup. Inductees did. TJ, a cool nickname doesn't equal the Hall of Fame. TJ's like a child that sees something <laughs> on a show. You know what? Damn. David, you are spot on. Bullshit. Flashy name. Look at the shiny object on top of the shelf. Goon Goon Grumpy. TJ, we're coming close to the one-year anniversary of your reaction to the Romanov snafu. When should it be rewatched and celebrate? Next Wednesday. Absolutely, that's coming out next Wednesday. When the Islanders turn, this is where we would have picked, and then TJ can have his reaction. Drew L. Grumpy. All I'm saying is, if Mattress Firm doesn't sponsor Connor Bedard by the end of this draft, it would be a waste and a bad PR move on the Mattress Firm. How so? I don't know. I don't know. There Explain must be something we don't know. Maybe he's getting a lot of use out of a mattress now. I don't know. Uh, Matthew S. says, okay, enough caca. Get to the comics, la comments, lamos. Uh, Freedom Fun Adventure says, guys, I absolutely love the both of you and the show, but you must protect the show and audience from having <laughs> by having better guests. Try Michael Forniabio. Who the hell is that? Fornabio. Uh, Fornabio. Who has covered Bridgeport for a long time? CT Post, Connecticut Post. Go ahead, call him up, DJ. I'm I'm fine doing that. Here's because uh, I want to find out about what Fredo's like. You ever talk to Fredo? Here's the thing: we always have to be careful about people who are well connected with the team. We're like Kryptonite, and they're Superman. That's true. When they associate with us, it does not do, I imagine, good things for their career. <laughs> They're so, not like Superman, but we're absolutely they. We're, we're Kryptonite, like, and they're not super. What, okay, obviously. I'm going to say we're Kryptonite. I'm going to say we're like, we're like dog shit, and they don't want to get it on the bottom of their shoe. That's what I'll <laughs> say. They don't like us. Yeah, they, yeah. So we're not positive. We don't tow the company line. We've had we speak our minds. We speak our minds. We're not. Hey, you know what? If this guy, if we have eight 20 goal scorers next year, 
this team can contend for a Stanley Cup. Oh, man. Charles Zimmer said, don't forget about David Shalowski, drafted number two. What, what's his name? Shalowski, right? Shazowski? Yeah, it's not Shalowski. Shazowski. There's no freaking L in there. Not one. Shazowski. Ah. That's right. Mike McGillney should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, Reinhardt was traded to get Barzell. That's a win. At least Michael Dal no gold played and he didn't get Hosang. Yeah, but he played virtually no games. I mean, yeah, Reinhardt. Thank you, Garth Snow. Thank you, Garth Snow. Because you know who never would have made that deal? Lou Lamarillo. Yeah. Never would have made that deal. Goon Goon. I agree. What about having former Islander players on about having better guests on? Um, I'm sure it's not hard to get in touch with a few players these days with the convenience of the internet. Yeah, another, it's a lot of lack of effort on my side. I'll be honest. They know about us. We're not positive enough for them. We they, don't want, they don't want to potentially burn any bridge that could. And But when we talk about them, we talk nothing but positive. But our reputation is out there as bad guys. We have had ex-Islanders on this show who we got along with really well on the show that liked it. And then afterwards, they're like, uh, <laughs> like persona non grata. <laughs> yeah, no Not anymore. So, um, you know, that's just kind of how that goes. Um, Drew says here, TJ. I think you should send a the, the, over that draft chart to Andrew Gross so we can ask a very, very tough question. Mr. B says, is Bossy the best non-top 10 drafted player in NHL history? I'm going to say no, and I'm just going to say no because... There's a lot of picks not in the top 10. Yeah, I, I can't tell you who. I mean, Gretzky wasn't a top 10 pick, I don't think. Um. Freedom Fun Adventure says here, I think they have one on Trevor. I think we had, do we have Trevor Gillies on? He's got the fighting podcast. No. Who do we have on? No, I, I can't remember. We've had, we've had excellent shows on. Trevor Gillies is very accessible on the internet and <laughs> he's amazing stories to tell. He doesn't play Pokemon with TJ. <laughs> TJ. And that seems to be the criteria to be a guest. Oh, wow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Josh Bailey played over a thousand games. Yeah, he's oh. an NHLer, definitely. Scott Sissions drafted sixth overall. Bust. What's up, James F? He says hi, guys. Congratulations to the NHL Hall of Fame of 2023. And David Sean McDonald says here, um, it's not like uh, picking in the first round matters. Holy shit! Ninety percent of your first round picks were completely dog shit. At least trading uh, the first for a quasi decent NHLer. Um, will actually play more than a handful of games. I don't know. Got to, got to, got to make the right selections. You know, when you're good, consistently picking the wrong guys, and you're like, "Come on, we got a, almost a 69." I'm just gonna round it up. You got a 70 percent chance of having a first round pick of them playing over 200 games, and your guys consistently aren't. There's a problem with the fucking scouting department. True. Chicago linked to the Islanders says Mr. B on Bailey. Okay. Gungun says, TJ, did the lovely page accept your recent mustache look right away or did it take a while? I don't, I don't know. I never really asked her. Just kind of was there. She's like, hey, got a mustache now. Freedom Funders Venture says, I'm not a Holmstrom fan, but he would beat the crap out of TJ. Whoa. I don't know where that's coming from. Um, the Islanders don't need to trade anything to end Bailey. Um, well minded and uninformed. The, or the, um, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. The maybe the the I don't know the uninformed think um, that they need to give up an asset to get rid of Josh to get to, 
assets out to put Josh on a short bus. I'm just going to say TJ can take a punch. I guarantee you Holmstrom can't. Uh, yeah. Holmstrom. Okay. I'm now, TJ, TJ might, he throw punches. He'd hit the glass and hit the boards, hit the post, but he could take a punch. I just, no, I'd I, I, I'm going to stick up for TJ on this one. He'd kick. I'd, I'd ragged all the piss out of him. He's like, a, what? okay. He's a buck 80, a buck 90. Come on, please stop. Um, Ronda Rousey kicked your ass, though. Yeah, sure. Uh, Drew L says here, the real question should be, when does TJ shave off his mustache? When it goes out of style. Mustaches are back in now. Mustaches are back in. They're in style. Say to Survival says, TJ, um, why don't you just do the podcast from the bathroom? Okay. Bathroom spectacular. That'll be episode 300. Um. Sounds like quite the stream, if you ask me. Says, ah, um, bury the contract in Bridgeport. If somebody wants to eat, or somebody wants a second round pick for Josh, uh, Bailey. same thing, same thing, same she thing. Says, at this point, just Baylor, bury Bailey in the minors. Yeah, yeah. TJ keeps on disappearing. Says Mary D. Need yeah. to get himself some gum. <laughs> stay to survival, Grumpy. Um, and state the podcast from the bathroom we purpose, and TJ's always sits. I want draft picks and prospects. Islanders better find innovative ways to gain assets, but doubt Lou is insane. Um, David, uh, Sean McDonald, Grumpy, LOLTJ, Big Head McGillicuddy, Easter Island Head. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> wow. TJ. TJ, TJ taking some shots today. That's ah, you know, it's all in good fun, though. I don't care. JP says, good evening, gentlemen. Sean Monahan already taken by Montreal. I know Monahan, one year, one year deal. Montreal, yep. Monahan, yeah, yes. Um, Why did they reach out to his agent? I mean, you, here's the thing. You don't think that these guys are conversing before the deadline? They absolutely are. Hey, yes. bro, we want you here. We're going to give you a big role on this team. We're going to move that piece of shit Bailey out. Pajot's out. All these guys, we want you on this team. Why not? Coach Tommy B. Grumpy. Did Josh Bailey play the most games in his draft class? I'm going to say no. There's no way. There's still guys who are playing from that draft class. What a crappy yeah. draft class that must have been if he was. I mean, who else was drafted that year? John Tavares. Oh, well, then the answer is definitely no. What, no, 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 no. That was the freaking, that was the Kevin Hahn. He was the year before, I think. Give me a sec. It's loading. The Hahn was drafted the same Sam year. Coach as was 08 too, right? Because Josh Bailey was 08. Give me a sec. This thing is taking forever to load. I think Bailey was 08. I think Stamkos was 08, too, but I'm not sure. Um, keep reading comments as this freaking thing tries to load. Freedom Fund Adventure, Grumpy. Teams the Islands can trade with are Winnipeg, Arizona, Nashville, Ottawa, and San Jose. Who would you like from each roster, Grumpy? Did TJ and Sunex honor you on Father's Day? Um, I got a phone call from TJ. Sunex came over the house. Very nice. Of course, my refrigerator is empty of water right now. He better trot his ass over here and fill it up for tomorrow night show. Drew Dowdy has played the most games out of anybody from that 08 draft class. Josh Bailey's played the second most. Stamkos has third most. Holy shit. I guess by this measure, Josh Bailey's been pretty fucking successful, Grumpy. He's not been successful. He's like a freaking spider. He's just hanging around. <laughs> Drew Grumpy. TJ, it's not Grumpy's fault. You leave him out to dry. I'd say Grumpy's improvising skills ability is as good as Pat Mahomes. When I go ahead and leave you out there with a Josh. Here's the thing. All I know is if I leave the podcast, it goes silent, goes dark. No (laughs) sound. I'm like, is the microphones out? (laughs) Stop. uh, 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 
Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Charmin. David Sean McDonald says, respect your elders, TJ. The comments are funny. We, the people, pick a mess and, and abuse it to death. Um, Coach Tommy B, grumpy. No, the Islanders are not paying Parisi's bonus this year. We had enough cash space last season to cover it. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Jay, grumpy. Wally is not worth more than 1.5. Uh, they should give him a qualifying offer, prove a deal to Wally. We have more cap space next year if he proves he's worth more. Than, okay. The old man is going to piss away whatever the cap space we have next year, too. Don't you see that coming? I mean, that's coming from a hundred miles away. You can see it. If you With have a member. ill-fated uh, deadline, uh, trade deadline deal where he'll piss away draft picks, whatever we have, whatever young guys we have to pick up some ham and egger and then re-sign him to a five-year extension. He's like the family member and he's like the family member who can't manage a penny. Who <laughs> despite making an XYZ dollar amount, always is up against the edge in the corner. That's 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 Lou Lamarillo. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Tommy B grumpy. Varley has injured his groin three years in a row. He likely won't hold up as a number one. He's not worth anything. I I, I mean they should have they should have moved him. They just should have moved him. Then bring him back on a team-friendly deal. Could have done that. Rick Roman says Monahan has not been the same since his hip surgery. I'm surprised he's still playing at this point. Uh, I don't know. I I, I would have definitely. He had the groin injury last year, but he was okay. He was having a little bit of a bounce back. He played for a shitty Montreal team, yeah. which has to be noted too. It wasn't like he was playing in Edmonton. He's playing for Montreal. JP says Michael Bunting is better than you guys think. I'm not saying that Michael Bunting is a bad player. I'm just saying we can't afford him. We can't afford anyone. McCroman says hip surgeries ain't no joke. Good for him. That's true. Um, Frank says, hi, TJ and Grumpy Old Man. It's awesome audience. I'm still loading a truck because I have an 86-year-old concrete guy. How about a 68-year-old concrete Six, guy? 86. He's, I got this guy, What can I say? He's a 68-year-old concrete guy who's a know-it-all like Lou. <laughs> and he fucked up so so he had to work until 8 30. Well, he's gone like Lou should be, though. Oh, oh shit. Um, state of survival, Grumpy. Grumps, if you had the money and the team was for sale, would you buy it? I would not. Oh, you wouldn't, TJ. If you had you were like a billionaire, you wouldn't buy. It. I'll tell you what, I would. I would. And you know, the, the first one is go? like 10 fucking years from being successful. Okay. Okay. I say gut the franchise. Lamarillo, these are your walking orders. If you can't do it, I'm going to sit in the parking lot as you carry your box of knickknacks out. Are you going to sit there? No, no. You're going to sit at the elevator to yep. watch him go to the elevator? Go like this. Bye-bye. Mm. I don't know if I'd buy the Islanders. Okay. The Property Brothers probably going to want an astronomical amount for it. Good Shami B says, Frank K heads out to a trip to Florida with Lou next week. Oh, we'll get all the inside scoops. Free to find adventures laughing or smiling says, oh, my God, somebody cut up Grumpy's ramp on, rant on trimming bushes. You're talking about trimming bushes. I don't remember talking about that. Neither do I. It's bowling time, says Frank. Nick C says, you trim. No, here's the thing. I have trimmed the bushes, absolutely. But I don't remember. I know the warden complains. The bushes are too high. I'm like, no, they're not, warden. <laughs> Nixie says, you trade Pajot, you can give Ishikov an opportunity with the big team. They won't, though. I think you yeah, could, they, but they won't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I hope they do. I don't think I don't think any of the young guys have a. Sh- Here's the thing, it's the same thing for years. They sign all these veterans to de- long-term deals. Guess what? They're all playing. Remember when we signed Pierre Bouchard, or Pierre Marc Bouchard, or something yeah. like that on that deal? Where it's like, oh yeah, Pierre Marc Bouchard. It's like we're just continuously, like, we're just pff, treading treading tires. But everyone water. treading water. But everyone that we sign has long-term deals with veterans and they they're all guaranteed spots to start. I mean, that's why none of the young guys get a shot. They just, they don't, they have too much money and term tied up in veterans. It just, it is what it is. David Sean McDonald grumpy. The same group that built UBS is going to build an NBA arena here in Las Vegas. And the A's are getting a stadium here too. This New York Islanders fan has a lot of steel to put up. Bury a Mets and a Yankees jersey under the home. There it is. Do it. No, no, no. That that messes with the structural integrity. Don't be doing that. I don't think a jersey does. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. Do not bury anything underneath that. All right, TJ. Do that. It messes with the integrity of the building. Can't be doing that. Um, Drew Drew Music Reviews says here. If you have a gambling problem, it's Drew Reviews Music, not Drew's Music Reviews. I, he should rename his channel Jews Music Reviews. Um, uh, Chucky Cheese says, I have a gambling problem. Who should I call? 1-800-GAMBLER. He's a gambler. Who's betting on TJ Flubs the ad? Oh! Under. Jesus, TJ. Simpleton. What's <laughs> your hour, Simpleton? Oh, Noah shit. W. says here, what's the price going to be to get rid of Josh Bailey? A second or two seconds like Andrew Lab? I think it's probably a second. Yeah. And maybe a next year third. That's the best case scenario. I can't see two. I'm sorry. You're going to give two picks uh, to get rid of Bailey? No. No, I, I could see it being they have to trade next year's third or next year's second. I could see it start giving away next year's draft capital already in anticipation. Drew L said, wait, did I hear that right? Are the Cuck Islander media finally starting to grow a pan and rebel against or grow a pair and rebel against Lou? Holy shit. I thought I'd never see the day. Now, let's just hope. The uh, let's just hope the ultimate cuck Andrew Gross falls suit. Oh no, Noah W. Grumpy. Any chance he says he doesn't want to play in the AHL or be healthy scratch so he retires? Anything's possible. If you make it miserable enough, he'll leave. You got to make it miserable. You have to be willing to come off as a hard ass. Frank says here we don't dare give anything uh, anything to get rid of Bailey. Um, make him suffer. Suffer of buyout. Like we've been suffering watching him play for all these years. Happy summertime, everybody says Toast Tommy B. Um uh David Sean McDonald says, What's uh that's what's great about dementia. dementia? You never remember the stupid shit you pulled the day before. Oh my god. In state of survival, Grumpy. Horvat was drafted in 2013. Let's do a quick redraft to see where he places amongst his peers. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Our team already puts people to sleep. Add Phil's naps. We can put the world to sleep. We do what we can. Goon goon. Can syrup be replaced with honey as a suitable condiment for and substitute for flapjacks? Absolutely not. Maple freaking syrup. I do like honey. Honey's pretty good. Okay, you're like, you're like a bear. You're like Winnie the Pooh. You go out there, you see a bee's nest, you start sticking your snout in there and sucking the honey out. No. Damn, Grumpy, so graphic. Um, looking at that 2013 NHL draft, 
Nathan McKinnon, first overall selection. Uh, Barkoff, second overall selection. Jonathan Drouin, third overall pick. Oh, He's been a bust, time. right, pretty much? Yes. Uh, does he even play in the NHL still? He's still with somebody, but he's... He's with Montreal. Yeah, 29 points in 58 games. Yeah, he's just a bust. Seth Jones. I remember he was supposed to be, oh, Seth Jones might go first overall. Plays for, Chicago. for Chicago now. He's been meh. Elias Lindholm. He's good. Elias Sean Monahan. Sean Monahan. Really, look at, think about it. He's had a couple of down years. Look at his numbers still. That's how good he was. Darnell Nurse, not a fan. Sorry. Ristolainen. No. Bo Horvat. He's been good. Um, Nishutin, he, he went back to Russia for a while. Um, Marin, no, Max Domi, no, Josh Marcy, he's been good. Wenberg, he's been okay. Pulak, no, hold on, Pulak for that selection. I think it's a good pick. I'm saying better than Bo Horvat. Oh, um, start off, no, Lazard, no, 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 no. I don't think he's better. No, I don't either. Nope. Yeah, Ryan I mean, I, th I think they got, I mean, concern, I don't know what's going on in other rounds. Um, Whoa, hold on, Grumpy. Here you go. Tristan Jari, he blows. But, I mean, if you look at the numbers of the guys, look at the numbers. You don't see any, a whole lot of goals. There's Bushnevich. He's one guy. And Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel was a good pick. Wow, right after us. But I mean, you look at how many guys, look at how the numbers change when you go from the first round to the second round and second round to third. Wow, Carter Verhage. Back to buy Toronto. That's right. Yeah. Oliver Bjorkstrand. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, we don't have a third round pick this year either. Mm hmm. Already traded that one away. Stefan Williams, remember him? I don't. I'm trying to see here now. I'm looking just for big performances here. Um, yeah, yeah oh, that's Adam Quine, Alan Quine. Remember him? Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. Hey, man, Alan Quine, so fantastic. But what, what, I mean, it just brings out the point from earlier, how if you're not picking early in a round, in the first round, you're not getting any high-talented players. Mackenzie Weger was a seventh-round pick yep. by Florida. Wow. Yep. He was small. That was the knock on him. Small. That's before small defense were in. Because he, he had offensive talent, but he's small. Why went seventh round? What's up, Scott? How are you? Freedom Fund Adventure, Grumpy. Does anyone know about Connor, uh, Tanner Janot and how you pronounce it? TJ has resigned. He is not, but he will be resigned by um, by Tampa. Drew Al Grumpy. Does Kim Hen Henrik get a ring for making the Hall of Fame since that's the only ring he's ever going to win? There Maybe he also has a wedding ring, too. Oh, Bull Duke. Is already better than Mayfield. Oh, Frank. Um, just needs some more experience. No. That's a little that's a little early for me to be saying or jump on to saying that conclusion. State is five or so prediction. The chips will all fall right in the draft, and Mitchkoff falls to the Islanders in the second round. It's too uh, bad because they think that he could drop. Um, but we'll never get him. Never. No. Zeke went from manslaughter to the NHL. Henry Ruggs went from the NFL to manslaughter. Hey, fair trade. Freedom Fun Adventure, Grumpy. Does anyone know the best thing about dating a Rangers fan? 
She'll never expect a ring. Hey, that's, that's a always one. oldie but a goodie. Goon goon, grumpy. Has it ever been explained why and how Bossy fell down so far in 1977 draft? Were the Rangers happy to have passed on him twice? Only outgunned by the Rangers passing on the People's Champion four times. Um, wasn't physical enough. Didn't play any defense. <clears throat> and that's when Tory said, what about Bossy? He scores goals. He's like, I can teach anybody to play defense. I can't teach how to score goals. Yep. David Sean McDonald says TJ needs Rosetta Stone for ads. English to gibberish. Oh, shit. He's on the verge of manslaughter for killing ads. Honestly, I didn't even listen to your ad read. I knew it would be bad. Oh, fuck yeah. I was like, God almighty. I'm about to read all these freaking night. Because it's like, you're looking at it. It's like a sea of red. They send it to you in red. And it's like, they give you like weird spacing and italicized in weird spots. I'm like, shit, just send it to me in one easy language to understand. Come on. Scott L says, does Lou go to the draft or does he pull a no-show because he traded away another first-round pick? I think he'll be there, but doing what? Who knows? Curtis says, DJ, who's, your favorite tra- who's your favorite character in Trailer Park Boys? Julian. Julian, I like him. Uh, I like Julian. Bubbles, they're all good. I like. The, I just like the show. David says, love you both. Love you too, David. Um, Noah W says here, right defenseman, unrestricted free agent, vets, Hamannick, Klenberg, Doomba, Shattenkirk, Hall or Hall, uh, Sketcher or Stetcher, Stecker, Stecker, Clifton, and Mayfield. I just don't think we can afford any of them. More gum? <laughs> yeah, gonna be. How do you guys feel about LA kicking tires on Tom Wilson? I think it'd be a great move for them. He's very they would they would they would value for I think they're a really young team and could use a little bit of veteran presence. I think he'd be perfect for them. Jesus Christ, TJ, spit that shit out, English, god damn it. Drew says three star review. Oh wow, Nick D, grumpy. I remember McGillney defecting from Russia. Do you think that's the reason he's not in the Hall of Fame? No, I think they would actually like that. Got here a comment um, for Mikey Dean says, go back to his full press conference. He was doing his presser during combine week. He said, Chris and six scouts are in Buffalo right near now talking to the prospects. Yikes. Yikes. Apparently pouring too much turbulence. I'm with grumpy man. Please don't chew gum. The chewing drives me crazy. Yeah. TJ, you're giving Farva vibes from super troopers. Oh, Want a liter cola? Want a liter of cola? Tony G says, what kind of poll is this? Right now, we're about a 50-50 split. We got 57% say yes, 43 say no, 30 votes in. Uh, should we spend an entire episode shitting on other teams this summer? Well, we could, but we could shit on a lot of teams for one episode. I think it'd be fun. Tony G is grumpy. If you're asking your audience what they would like from you guys, it's five minutes of Islanders talk. And then you guys answering silly questions like Mario or Luigi. <laughs> Tommy Barrasso um, will forever be known for giving up the goal to David Volick. Uh, I disagree. Tony G says two in the two in the pink or two in the stank. Oh, tank. Tony G, you, you maniac. Um, Drew will forever be known as a shitburger. Uh, Drew is uh, Tony's back, bitches. Oh God, Islanders never say die. Hall of Fame. Also, Drew's meme-making abilities. There it is. Okay, Drew, you cannot put yourself in the Hall of Fame. 
someone has to nominate you. I'll nominate that. I like that. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. Tony G says, Drew would only get in through a Make-A-Wish Foundation. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Coach Tommy B. Grumpy. Bull Duke was no longer waiver exempt anyway, so a one-way deal made sense. Drew's mom treats him like a, what is that? He has proposition. Uh, prop I don't know. I think it's spelled wrong. Bogagiria? No. That's how it's spelled, whatever it that is. Matter. It doesn't matter. I can't pronounce it. Um, TJ, don't ban Daniel Friedman. Make him a monthly guest. I can't live without seeing him. Sending him signing memes. Yeah, Belfort won a cup in Dallas. No, we're not. I like Daniel. I like everybody, everybody we bring on. I like. Would you uh, trade Sorokin for Brady Kachuk? No freaking way. No way. It depends. What do you want? Now you don't have a goalie. Then you, you have to understand you don't have a goalie. He fit with Barzell. Uh, how much I do that. You, how much gum do you have in you? I think you have to sit back and swallow gum juices. I noticed. Drop your you know throat back to make sure that the, just holy crap. I um, do that. I like Brady Kachuk. Did Paige get some gum today? Did she get some gum today? And you got to eat it all at once. She's smart enough usually to try to keep it hidden from me. Yeah. I, I take. Here's the thing. I would go ahead and take. I take Brady Kachuk. Wow. Okay. I, I I just don't think he's done anything. He, he's hurt a lot. I don't think he's done much. <laughs> Tony G sent me whatever the hell this is, and it is not. No. Tony G, that is not. That was not a nice comment, Tony G, whatever the hell that is, Bulgaria. Um, Drew L says, I don't just never say that Hall of Fame. TJ Namad's ability to get rid of the Trojan sex bots that loitered the comments at one point. That's right. That's true. Thank you. JP says, El Benefort won with Dallas. There it is. Um, oh, you beat me to it there, David says here. Rick Romo says, do the Islanders win a cup if Hunter doesn't take out Turgeon? Do you think Turgeon was ever the same after that? I I don't think he certainly never had a year as good as that one ever. Um, he was still good, really good. Did the Islanders win the Stanley Cup? I want to say yes, but Patrick Roy was fantastic. I, I'm going to still say yes. I mean, the fact we beat Pittsburgh without Turgeon. Maybe we don't beat Pittsburgh if we have Turgeon. I don't know. But Montreal, I, I think they won. I think they won all the games in overtime, or three of them. Thanks so much, Shay, for stopping by. We'll see you tomorrow. JP says Reggie Leach was a great playoff goal scorer. Yeah, I think he had 21 goals in one playoff. I probably got that number wrong, too. But, hey, that's okay. Ponyboy Curtis says, bro, the Rangers had a far, far, far more embarrassing season than the Islanders. So uh, did the Penguins and the Caps? I think Penguins had the worst out of the group. I think the Capitals, I don't know. The Penguins added pieces of the deadline and didn't make the postseason. I think that's pretty damn embarrassing. Hmm. Capitals didn't make it either. Tony, uh, Tony Chi says the Islanders never say die Hall of Fame consists of guys over the age of 45 talking about the Godfather and the Islanders fisherman jerseys. That certainly gets you in. <laughs> Drew L. Grumpy. Um, it's because Connor's first three letters of his last name spell bed. It For only Bedard. makes sense mattress firm should sponsor him 
Go to bed with Bedard. Oh. Uh, the last five years have been way better to be an Islanders fan than Pittsburgh, Rangers, Jersey, or Carolina fan. Really? Not Carolina. Maybe not the Rangers. Jersey, sure. Yeah. The Pittsburgh, sure. Pittsburgh's been okay. bad, man. Yeah. TJ, in your opinion, who is better? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) The second one. For those who are just listening to the podcast, Rick Roman just you put a bunch of names from people from <laughs> the Czech Republic or whatever they call it over there now. And the chances of TJ pr- pronouncing any of these, he might get one. But uh, Rejo Rustalinen. What's his I name? Rejo Rustalinen. It's not Rejo. No. Stanislav Nektar. That's close. Yaroslav Shavovsky. And Vladimir Tablopka. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I tell you what, that was worth Rick Roma just typing it up. It was worth just typing it up. The second one, Rick Roma. Um, <laughs> David Sean McDonald. He me two times on the show. He's going to go get the papers. Get the papers. Let me go get the paper. Get the paper. Pony Bird Curtis. Just get, get Gil Martin and, and, and Stefan Roser back on. Okay, I got to make sure I reach out. I got, yeah, I just got to do, I got to dedicate time to do what I need to do. Um, Frank Grumpy, just got home. Just got home. My back is shot like Lou. Imagine Lou making a uh, a trade hey. like the Lafontaine. Me neither. Lou is too stupid. And and get Greg Prado. Well, we're gonna have Greg on once Grumpy reads that book about rock music. Tony G's punk rock songs. I believe is what it was. Tony G's Grumpy. I remember when you had Robbie Shrimp on and he had to run. Like, what the frick does Robbie Shrimp have to do? He was, he lives in Austria. Finland. Was it Finland at the time? It was Finland. He was living in Finland. He had like a birthday party or something like that at his house. Europe. He was somewhere in Europe and he had like a birthday party going on at his house. He was like, hey, I can only be on for like an hour. But like he took a time not to, to, to step aside from the party to, to do the podcast. So we're very thankful for that. And he's like, we don't pay people to come on the show. Yeah, we're not giving him a huge purse like, hey, come on back, Richie Pilon. We'll give you $100 or anything like that. Stay a survival, Grumpy. Gretzky was never drafted. He came over from the WHL. There you go. Punba Curtis, please bring on Trevor Gillies and ask him about the fight night in 2011. Not to reach out to him. Hartman told us to reach out to him, too. That's right. Shit. Yeah, that's right. Oh, fuck. I got, there's a lot of things we got to do, Grumpy. Drew says, TJ, what Pokemon games do you have so I can get on the podcast? I pretty much have every one of them. That's embarrassing. <laughs> that statement is embarrassing. TJ's embarrassing. Pokemon is embarrassing. Next comment, please. I can lumped in. Oh, my God. Tony Boy says, Friedman is like the Bailey cubed version of guests. Oh, my God. Why does he not like Daniel Friedman? Strength of schedule is correct. Or SOS is correct about 99 um, his WHA contract was uh, really weird for the time. For the time, um, Drew L said, "Honestly, I think TJ wins the fight against Holmes for me. He's like six four. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was about to say it's Holmes. Anders he looks like Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> you got to put Beaker up there. He does kind of look like Beaker. Hold on a second. You keep reading comments, Grumpy. And then uh, uh, Tommy Virus says Tavares was a year after Bailey in two thousand nine. Yes." Um, 
Mr. B uh, says that Chicago linked to this forward, meaning Bailey. Um, they should know better. Uh, Drew, Drew says, I honestly think Varley's been watched since the start of last season. Nick D goes, TJ, are you trying to quit smoking? Is that why you're chewing Nicorettes? I mean, yeah, by the pack. <laughs> I'm chewing extra gum is what I'm chewing. And then Nick D, TJ, is this weekend your one-year anniversary with the uh, with the two good with oh with the two good for you page? No, how many years you've been married? How many years now, TJ? Two, right? Yeah, two. We'll love um, Tony G says Easter egg island. Many there years. it is. How do you guys think TJ proposed to what to his wife? I think he plopped a ring in some Moroccan ramen and said, "How about it? How about it? Huh? How about it? Hey, hey, you know what? The funny thing is, Grumpy. I'm going to tell you as I'm getting this pulled up. I made myself a little food, Grump. The next time I see you, I'm going to have to make. I'm going to have to make this to you. I got some pork belly and some ramen that I've been eating. And it's like, whew, man, it's what? cheap. It's a whole bunch of food. Ooh. It's cheap. You're not, I'm like an animal. That's good, man. I'm telling you. I'm trying to find the best pitcher. Okay. I'm trying to find the best. Beep, 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 beep. That's how Beaker talks, too. <laughs> it's kind of how Andrews Lee sounds, isn't it? Kind of. Um, Drew says, and TJ should rename the podcast the TJ is always late podcast. Um, David, David Sean McDonald says, under home plate, TJ. I don't know what that was for. Freedom Fund Event says, Grumpy. You did a rant tonight on trimming bushes. I did that tonight and having a really nice bush. TJ, what it does sounds it sounds like something they're making up to try I, to get it. does sound like is. something. Yeah, there he is. It's Beaker. Where's Beaker? Where is he? That's him. <laughs> there he is. Very, very similar. They do. I don't know who said that there, but that is pretty spot on. Andersley yeah. does look a little bit like Beaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm not sure. Oh, oh, um, Nick D says here, I'll be impressed if you guys get mad at Mike Milbury on the podcast. I don't know how to contact him, but if somebody had his contact information, that's, that's up there on the list. He might, he might get in touch with him because he just don't give a shit. David Sean McDonald says, ad reads, see if red, LOL. It's just English. <laughs> yeah. Brian Jennings says here, good evening. Going to be a long, underwhelming Islander season ahead. Very true. What's it like? I'm looking forward to next off season. What can we do? That's the next high spot for the Islanders. Next off season. Drew says here. By the way, TJ, we're closing on a one and a half year anniversary of my first time I commented on the show. Episode ninety four was the first to be exact. Wow! Wow! Damn, we're in episode two thirty three. The only reason I know is because I looked at it beforehand. Um, uh, Nick D says, TJ, um, is your favorite place shenanigans? I'm not sure what that means. That's from uh, Waiting. Gosh. I think uh, Ryan Reynolds was in the movie. I want to say it was Ray Waiting. Gosh, I can't remember it now. But I know what oh, it is. That's the one where they have to wear flair and shit like that on their shirts, and they've got Jennifer Aniston in it too? No, that was, I believe, Office Space. No, 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 no. It's the one Jennifer with all the flair. I don't think Jennifer Aniston was in that particular movie. Waiting for something. Ryan Reynolds is it. I like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's just called Waiting. Okay. Waiting. There you go. 
I, Wait, Jennifer Aniston was not in that. Jennifer Aniston, Anna I Ferris was in it, and Justin Long, the yes. guy from Dodgeball. Dane Cook was in it too. Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, teacher should be inducted to the bathroom Hall of Fame. Oh, oh. yes, that's true. Drew L said, See, See, "Thank you, TJ and Grumpy's being Mister Negative Nelly because he knows I bring at least seventy percent of life to this dang podcast." There it is. Brian Jennings says here, "I miss Trent Hunter. I love the guy as a player." And then Brandy Gaines says Brady Kachuk is intriguing and isn't hurt as often as you think, Grumpy. Played 82 games this year, 79 the year before, in all 56 in 2021. Okay. Frank, Grumpy. TJ, I guess I meant Bull Duke has a much higher ceiling than Mayfield, the turnover king, for like 500% cheaper, too. Uh, actually, he's only half as cheap. Uh, like something said, oh, like Tori said, you can't keep deep defense, not scoring goals. You can't. De- that was uh, Arbor who said that. Tony she says, I know nominate Rick Roma for comment of the year. I wonder which one he's talking about. This one. That's, <laughs> so that's the one. That's correct. Oh, good grief. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Jennings says here. Uh, matter of fact, that, that comment should be that should start just about every show. Oh, uh, yeah. Brian Jennings says here, this team is so poor talent wise. Um, I get wood. At the th- at the thought of having a like Kavasha. Man, and he was so bad. So bad. Coach Tommy B says, Tommy two times. Love the reference. Um Do you know what movie that's from, TJ? Yeah, it's from Good Bo- Goodfellas. That's correct. I can't believe. What'd you call it? Good boys? Is that what you're gonna call it? It's a Goodfellas, damn it. I just said fucking Goodfellas. Oh. Frank Grumpy, keep reading. Keep reading, Grumpy. Keep you on pace. How are all my main dogs doing tonight? Sorry, was in the shower now making dinner. Um, Drew says here, Grumpy, I'm not going to listen to a boomer like you. All you grew up with was, was Pong and Duck Hunt. Free to find adventure, Grumpy. Next week's episode will be sponsored by Big League Chew. <laughs> TJ will shove the entire bag in his mouth in one go. Grumpy, please find us some things to be positive about the Islanders. I had positivity last week. Sean Monahan, I wanted him desperately. I was living on that thread. Now it's gone. I just don't think he's going to do anything. Um, maybe everyone gets better this offseason, even especially the old guys. Seriously, positive. Horvat will be better than he was this season. He will be. And hopefully Mapar's all healthy with a healthy Horvat will produce more points and more goal production. That's we still need thing. we still need a left wing for that line. Yep. Not much. Drew says here, Phil's facts looks like a butthead. No. Tony Chi says here, this fucking guy will put anything in ramen. TJ eats like he just got out of a 10-year stint. Um, Nick D says here, we don't we don't have to take melatonin when Phil's on. Oh, God. Very true. Uh Tony Chi said, I guess that mustache, I guess with that mustache, you can Uh-oh. guess. Oh <laughs> he was incarcerated Uh-oh. for what is that supposed to mean, Tony Cheese? I was incarcerated for homicide or something like that. Not any pedophile thing. I'm sure that's not what you're alluding to there, Tony Cheese. Uh-huh. Vinny Smith. Can you explain what the new owner of the Islanders has to say about the direction team? Absolutely nothing. He's just nothing. there. He's a minority owner. Nothing. Mets or Yankees jersey under home plate. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Don't put any jerseys. That's right. The home plate thing was under home plate. Oh. At the Vegas A Stadium. Oh, shit. Um, if you're picking a jersey under home state, under the home plate, yeah, put a Mets jersey there. You don't have to worry about that ruin the structural integrity of the, the, the ballpark. Ouch. Um, David Sean McDonald said, the GOAT. 
Batwing. Yeah, Grump. What's Bat- Batwing? Grump? I don't know what Batwing is. Sorry. Just waiting. I don't yeah, know. Just, I, just, I think it's just waiting. Or is it just waiting? It's just, I don't know. Tony Chi says, like TJ, dot, 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 waiting, I think is what it was. Waiting, dot, 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 dot. TJ must have a great life insurance plan. I can't believe your doctor wife lets you eat like that. Yeah. She shockingly didn't want any of it. Crazy. Um, Drewell said, I don't know if personally we trade Sirokin. Uh, I just want like three first and second. If we got three first and a second, when you trade Sirokin? Yes. And but if I it get, guaranteed the rebuild, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, it had to guarantee the rebuild. All the other pieces of shit need to go as well. I don't want to see him getting rid of Sorokin and keeping those, those trash, slack-ass MFers that litter the franchise. Don't want that. David Sean McDonald. Stretch your ball bag to look like a bat wing. Wow. Oh, God, that was from that movie. Um, what's up, Epo Parm? Good evening. <clears throat> Shenanigans is from Super Troopers. Troopers. Oh, Shenanigans thank you. from Super Troopers? Tommy Byron says, I got to drive through the Sonny Corleone toll booth last week. Good for you. And he made it out unscathed. Rick Roma, just get random names from the KHL that are remotely Russian and ask TJ to, who's better. Laugh my fucking ass off. <laughs> it was Jimmy two times. Oh. He's flying through comments trying to get the podcast over. Oh, Grumpy's filling TJ's commissary. Oh, God. And Shenanigans refers was the movie Super Troopers. There it is. <laughs> Grumpy. This is the yeah. first time I think months that we got through all the comments, man. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Hey, there it is. But Grumpy, we're at the end of the show here today. There's no show on Saturday. We said that early. I'll say it again. There's no show on Saturday. I'm out of town. Show. Next Wednesday is a draft spectacular with Phil's facts. It's Phil's <sighs> facts. Yes, Phil's the facts. He's gonna be on the show next Wednesday. Um, no show this Saturday. Grumpy, what do you want? What do you want to say before we wrap? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens, and even those who don't. From TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for watching, and listening to the show. We'll be with you guys this upcoming Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you like the content, hit the thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. We'll see you guys this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Got a few comments that came in. Um, TJ Shenanigans was from Waiting, where the bat wing, that's where the bat wing comes from. I thought Shenanigans um, was from Waiting also. I don't watch enough movies. Um, you guys got the reference wrong. Structural integrity, a little TJ. Under home plate, it's freaking dirt. Dumb, dumb. No, no, no. If you put the jersey under dirt of the building and the structure, that causes issues with the structural integrity. You know that. Um, Drew says here, TJ, play the clap sound just for getting through the comments. There it is, just for you, Grumpy. Uh, fills the automatic uh, metatolin. Oh, I missed it, says John Smith. I know. Or uh, snooze, snoozeville, Phil, an F Phil. Oh, God. <laughs> My common Phil L. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, but, man, God. we're at the end. Thank you so much, Grumpy. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you Wednesday, 8 p.m. What time does the draft actually start? I don't know, but just make sure your ass is ready to go on time. I don't know. Probably 8 o'clock. I want to say probably starts at 8. Oh, motherfucker. No, it starts at 7. 7. Maybe it's 7 o'clock. Is it 7 o'clock Eastern time? 7 Eastern time. I'll be ready. 
I'll do my best. Do better. I'll try to do better than my best. How about that then for you, Grumpy? That I like. Try not to fail. I'll try to be on time. No guarantees I'm on time for that episode. But uh, thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Thanks, Grumpy. See you guys next Wednesday at the draft time period, the start of the draft. See you then.